0: Podcast once again. Oh, Thank good Christ! And today Still we are shaking out of my underpants. In case you didn't get it from it our gets everywhere. from our new theme song, which I hope is now <laughs> going edit, to be edited into every episode. This week we will be talking about the first episode of Star Trek Voyager. We into the future. I don't. That's it was not the actual quadrant. subtitle actually, of the show, but we've now
1: gone backwards a little. Actually,
0: that's true. Into the Relatively recent past. Back to the Future. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're talking about Star Trek Voyager. Finally, it's the moment you've been waiting for. We finally got done with those schlubby Star Trek shows. Next, ne- Next Generation. Oh no, you meant Trek. Okay. Deep Space Nine. Oh my ass. Original <laughs> series. What are we doing? Animated series was all right. Uh, <laughs> and and the rest. I think those were the Here only ones we watched. On
2: there you go.
0: Uh but yeah, no, we are talking about Star Trek Voyager, though. Um in this episode, we're talking about the Caretaker.
2: Let's introduce ourselves. Oh yeah, I'll
0: introduce myself for a change. I'm Jake. <laughs> so in The Caretaker. <laughs> You're,
1: <on a> bitch!
3: <laughs> You're done right, Jake. Done I'm right. the person
1: to Jake's left.
3: I'm the person across from the person to Jake's left. And I am the person who gets to just stare into Jake's beautiful eyes. I'm right across from him. <sighs> stare into his beautiful beard.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so
3: now no, you get to stare so. into oh, Ames I, his Oh Jesus, that was, was a that was
0: a good one, actually. That was a good bird. Okay, so yeah, in the caretaker, we are introduced to our intrepid Ah. Crew of the Intrepid Class. That. Oh, that was a joke. USS Voyager. I'm sure Chris will talk a lot about the Intrepid class. Probably not. Well, at some point he will, I'm sure. But <clears throat> rest assured, it's a new ship we haven't seen before. It's got little uh actually no, we have technically seen it. It was in Inter Arnum Suber Vista. S- yeah, yeah. Um but this is a new one. Um so anyway, it's a new ship. Um Called the Voyager. It's pretty little compared to the other ships we've seen. Yeah, what's it
3: got? 140 100 one hundred and forty. One hundred and something. Yes, yeah, hundred something people.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's like so. Keeping in mind that the original Enterprise was like a crew of four hundred something. This is puny by comparison. Yeah, this it's is basically this is basically a scout. <laughs> yeah. It's bigger than the Defiant, I imagine, but not much. No. it's ugly as fuck. Uh, yeah, it ain't I very like pretty. It. Uh, it's got little wings that kind of flip and flap for some reason. It's not really explained in the show, I don't think. It helps them with warp. Oh, I know I know that. But oh,
2: I, I learned that this morning in my book. Yeah, I don't know if that's yeah, ever... I don't think they
1: ever yeah, make it explicit in the
0: show, but... Um, but yeah, it's also that they do make explicit in the show is that it now has bioneural gel packs as its computer circuitry or something.
3: Yeah, they replace some of the circuits with bio-something-filled sacks that can more readily understand the needs of no, no, I don't know, no,
1: just no, little brain bits yeah everywhere. It basically it sounds disgusting works closer to an organic brain than
0: a computer process um, so that's cool
3: that's not a fucking plus um, why is that a plus all why
0: right not? but but anyway just doing yes yeah, yeah. let me let me do the synopsis though because i haven't actually done that I'm part sorry. of
2: that. what warp can it reach
0: nine oh, point Jesus. something 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 it's very fast sustained warp over nine which is pretty good yeah
3: uh, it's because it's so teeny
0: tiny. Yeah, I guess so.
2: It's because of those flappy, flappy the nacelles. Fla- the flappy Thank wings. you very much. <laughs>
0: um, so, <laughs> the episode opens in dramatic fashion as we have a crew of Maquis. We've uh, heard of them. We've heard of them before, but this is these are Maquis that we haven't met before. We have uh, Chakote. We have Bilana Torres. We have Tuvok, who, wink, wink, is not actually a Maquis. He's just freaking it. Uh, and those are the ones we really see. Uh, there might have been some other people in the background but those are the main ones that we care about there's like a dude
1: with a vest we see at one point yeah they so, always, those Maquis always weren't
0: vests what's up with that
3: Chipotle Belladonna and Tupac Shakur I got <laughs> that's it that's
0: right I'm in so we're we're trying to outrun a uh, a Cardassian patrol by our old friend Evek. Uh, love him and uh, they chase him into the Badlands and then something bad happens in the Badlands as Just as like it they happens the yeah <laughs> um, and they get attacked by some kind of wave of energy and then we've cut over to uh to our new our new captain captain uh kate janeway Catherine janeway kate Mulgrew, playing katherine janeway um
3: who's fine with captain but and ma'am but really didn't like sir no sir i wouldn't like sir i'm with her i actually had a little
0: mr savick didn't mind being mr savick didn't they say mr they did
1: they did it was sort of
0: it was I, it was made more
1: explicit in the novels and stuff but in the future like everyone was mister and sir.
0: Yeah. That's weird. I guess like instead of, they went they went like full they went gender neutral but like in the wrong way. Yeah, like
1: rather than coming up with a new word, they just dropped all the
0: Let's just make it let's take the default male and just make it the explicit
3: male. Well, to be yeah. fair, a lot of I feel like a lot of languages do do that. They and do. I mean, they definitely do. Like with is it in spanish like if it's a group of women it'll be feminine but as soon as you add one dude it could be 50 ladies and one dude and all of a sudden you have to talk about them in the masculine stuff like that so anywho uh our
0: our captain janeway is heading off to this penal <laughs> colony uh <laughs> on on uh earth i think it was new zealand, it's new zealand. It's, yeah it's new zealand. Is it, zealand right
1: maybe paris is friends with uh, like, bashir's it's dad good to, it's good to see <laughs>
3: oceana returning to its roots <laughs> um, still not on the map though
0: still not on the map um still not yeah exactly apparently between this this episode and first start events first star trek first contact new zealand just gets obliterated because it's not in it's not in when they're looking when they're looking out the window well new no it was, but that was in the past oh that's right it, so if anything they rebuilt it it sank and and they refloated it. Yeah. That's what. Oh, that's what they were gonna do. That's what. That was the Atlantis program. The Atlantis yes. program. <laughs> Holy shit! It all makes sense. Nice. <laughs> Anywho, uh, <laughs> so we, we're at the penal colony, and uh, we're meeting up with Phil carno who is there <laughs> uh, apparently because he he yeah. You know, well, we know he's he did a he did a he was he's
2: having an identity crisis. Hotshot
0: pilot who uh, got a bunch of people killed. And now he's in prison. Oh, he got a bunch of people killed. He got drummed out of Starfleet.
2: He covered it up. He tried to cover it up. He tried to
0: cover it up. Eventually came clean. This is sounding sounding more familiar. Um, Eventually comes clean, gets kicked out of Starfleet, joins the Maquis. Shit Maquis gets caught on his first mission and ends up in prison. And now Janeway's there like, hey, I need you to help me hunt down these Maquis. And since, you know, you knew him for like a week... Uh, why don't you, uh, come on board my ship? We'll get you, uh, we'll, we'll spring you out. And he's like, listen, I'm, like, having the best fucking time here. I'm in the most beautiful place on the planet. I'm playing with toys. There's
2: hobbits everywhere. I have
0: basic free run of this place. It doesn't, there's not a cell or a garden site. The food is incredible. But, all right, I'll go with you on your stupid ship. Well, but joke.
3: they make sure to focus in on those, on his, um... Ankle ankle bracelet of security. Over and over again. Those are real uncomfortable. Yeah, they chafe. Big mm. time. If they're too tight, that can be a real bummer. You um, can shower with them. So on. they go. Plus, like you know, you can't wear certain shoes. That certain pants are yeah. really bulky and fucked up with the am Pretty like, sure like, you he wear has to always bars. wear that
1: that prison jumpsuit when you're in prison.
3: Does that mean he never? Is he a never nude now? Probably. No, no. I mean. I,
1: Let's, anyway, let's let Jake continue. This is um, one of our longest intros in ages. Yeah, it's going. It <laughs> keeps going.
0: I'm, I'm not even going to pass like, the first ten a, minutes. You're in the,
3: in the second scene of the show. To be uh, fair, it is a two, one and a half hour. It's true,
0: so I can take as long as I want. Exactly. uh okay. So, uh, so we, we're heading off to... Uh, so he agrees to join. We head off to old Deep Space Nine. Da-da-da-da. da da Just
2: finish that. Where Voyager's
0: waiting... We do the old fly around. We meet the uh, the, the the helmsman or helmswoman because hmm, we're doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's a uh, very very nice looking, very nice in general, and very oh, sensual. Who was, who was that writing
3: writing a uh, report to the HR department as yeah. we speak about Tom Paris. Well, she
0: see, she said she could be very sensual. So uh,
3: have
2: we mentioned
0: she's a betazoid? She's a betazoid. She's, she senses it all. She she knows she knows what's going on down there. Um anyway so uh but she's cool so I'm, I'm excited to learn more about her in the show um she, she does the old fly around the ship uh We're
2: still in the flyer around the ship scene we yeah. uh we, we talked to
0: quark <laughs> he tries to rip off harry kim who's the the operations new operations officer very Brand naive new. young Brand freaking naive new. um harry kim uh he befriends tom paris then they go on the ship for the first time. We meet the doctor, who, who seems, doctor, seems yeah. like a bit of a prick. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't So like it'll him. be interesting to see how those relationships shake out over the seasons. And then we, we meet the first officer. Uh, also seems Garrett, like a kind bit of a prick. Like Cabot. Cabot. No, he doesn't seem kind yeah. of. Yeah. Garrett was Enterprise C, right?
1: He didn't seem super capable. I really I'm, I need them to show me why he got this position.
3: Yeah.
1: But so, he didn't seem unpleasant. So no, we, he
3: was rude as fuck to Tom Paris. Well, they all
1: are, because they're fucking dickheads.
3: Well, really, the only people we see interact with Tom Paris at all, aside from Janeway and Harry Kim, are...
1: The people
0: that
3: dislike him. Those three people who don't like him.
1: Well, yeah, but when the first officer interacts with other people, you know. he's so, anyway. anyway. Continue,
3: Jake. So we, uh, we, we leave. Scene three. We've met
0: all the crew. Uh, we leave. We go to the Badlands to chase down the Maquis ship. And what do you know? We get slapped by this thing as well. And we wake up. Everyone's dead. Well, only the people that we've met are dead. Um,
2: so it's just like the opening of Star Trek Discovery. Only yes. th- th- this we've kind accomplished of. in about five minutes. while Discovery took two episodes.
0: So yeah, so uh, our helmsman, Betazoid, dead. Doctor, Do Jerkwad, shit coming? dead. Dead. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like him. Uh, first officer, kind of a Jerkwad, also dead and we're in the delta quadrant which is on the other side of the galaxy and we're facing down this weird space station uh then i kind of spaced out and didn't pay much attention to the episode i think they got beamed aboard the uh the space station and they were in a like a like a like a Little, little house on the prairie type, okay. yeah. Go down who nanny yeah. shit was going uh, on they were, there. This woman just kept feeding them, and they
2: corn on the cob,
3: delicious. Really, really wanted to fuck Paris. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. There that was, was a there, Yeah. There was. Oh. yeah. No, yeah the, the young woman. I yeah, mean. yeah. There was a there was a Dude, young woman. farm girl.
3: I would have eaten that corn. I uh,
0: yeah. I would have eaten it all. they um, were cookies. There are delicious cookies. Oh, lemonade. Cookies. Oh yeah, the lemonade.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, a banjo. No man. running on
3: the lemonade. A banjo band. Great.
0: Um and uh, it's all it's a great you know so uh, but turns out that uh, what we find out is that no this is some alien shit they and then Harry gets kidnapped and also Bilana oh by the way we did find the, uh, the the Maquis they were like in some kind of a weird best fucking synopsis thing. ever Jake um all everyone gets beamed back to their ships but then we find out that uh, Harry Kim has been kidnapped and so is he no, so you,
1: you skipped the bed scene.
2: Oh, please don't make him go back. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they were in in bed and they got checked. Needled. They got needled in the general torso. Oh, it was was awful. I hated it. it. So, yeah, so they go back. They talk to the old guy. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm just trying to help out my kids. Uh, We're running
2: out of time. We're running out of time.
0: You gotta get out of here. White rabbit? I, I I could send you back, but I'm too tired, so call me later and then they're like hmm the, the the space station keeps sending these beams of energy over to some rando planet let's check that out uh, on our way there we go to a junkyard for some reason we run into this this weird guy neelix so he's like i know everything about this space. i'll help you out and they're like all right weird guy come on board and uh then they go to the planet and he's like oh don't you know we'll talk to these kazon guys they love water fucking love the shit uh, and there's barely any of it anywhere apparently in space so if um, if we beam down you know we'll, we'll trade them water and they'll teach us how to how to talk to the the inhabitants of this planet who are probably holding your people the Ocampans so uh, they do that turns out these Kazon not great hair kinda, better,
2: better than the Ocampus hair
0: Kind of everyone's got shitty hair. They're kind of dicks, so they give them the water, and then they're like. I don't remember what happened, actually. They, well, at that point. Neelix, like, went crazy and held one of them hostage. Yeah, and he
3: stole somebody's phaser. You He's, see yeah. that happen? He took, like. He took a. Did he take. Chuck it?
0: Cunningham's phaser,
1: yeah. Yeah, he, he did some what? kind of... the, the guy playing the lead K's on was the man who played Chuck Cunningham.
3: Oh, yeah. I, thought, I, thought thought I thought he took Jane Wayne's. I thought he took Jane Wayne's. that Way's from Faser. James Bond?
1: Um, no. From it, Batman. No, no, it's from Happy Days. Chuck Cunningham was Richie's older brother who was written out of the show at the end of the first season. They said he went to college, oh, never man. mentioned again.
2: Perfect. Good. Never Good will him. be again in this episode either. Um, oh, I don't know.
0: So there's a, there's another there's, they 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 have like this Ocampo that they're keeping prisoner, sorta maybe I don't know. And it's and well
3: they're definitely beating the shit out of her. Oh yeah, she's so not having a
0: great time. So Neelix, you know, he's like, he shoots the water barrels. He's like ah, and then they got all the caves are like, no, my water. So they go try and fill up their little drinking mouths with it and little uh, drinking mouths um <laughs> and uh and then he's like and then he's like ah cast baby uh ah, my beloved and then they all beam up and escape and then and then jamie's like what was that all about and he's like well you know, the K's on her dickheads and uh, really I just wanted to use you to rescue my girlfriend.
2: But the girlfriend will be super helpful.
0: And then the girlfriend and then she's like she's like, Well listen, these people helped us out, helped me out, you know, I would be I'd still be in their, their prison everyone for them, so why don't we do them a solid and like go talk to my people? So they go and they talk to the Ocampas and the Ocampas are like, nah, we can't give your people up because it's some kind of religious thing. We think this caretaker guy who's what the old banjo man's called. This caretaker, you know, he's like our god sword and he takes care of us. Well it turns out the Ocampa so were like, like
2: just this
0: planet they were like this mm. pretty advanced race they had advanced mental abilities and things you know telekinesis <laughs> and the like and then the caretaker this is explained later but i'll tell you now oh good the caretaker like did, did a whoopsie and and rendered their planet uninhabitable and
2: uh he's not
3: doing yeah barely <laughs>
0: So then they, they, they The caretakers to like make up for it Were like well you know we'll move them to an underground cavern And then we'll keep sending them energy so they can do shit But it made them really lazy And they, you know, they don't want to do their mental shit anymore So they're basically just you know they're, they're, They kind of regress as a civilization mm-hmm. And uh, They live in a mall they live in, they live in an obvious mall complete with escalators I have uh, a story
3: about that And oh,
0: uh So they're like listen this is, this is sucky for you the caretaker's dying. We find out, so uh, we're gonna just leave, and we're gonna take our people with us. But they'd already started to escape on their own, so I, don't, I mean, kind of not really worth it. Oh, but they'd kinda they kind of collapsed because they have this weird disease for some reason. I don't know why that happened.
2: We'll discuss that. Please get to the end.
0: Um, they <laughs> had a weird disease. They climb up these stairs that are really rickety, even though they're made out of metal. And then the then like the caretaker starts firing weapons at the planet because he wants to collapse the entrance to the Okampa town. So because he's dying. He needs to protect them from the Kazons, So they finally escape. Paris, Tom Paris rescues uh, Chakotay. Chakotay, who didn't like him previously, but now they're kind of all right because of the rescue. They go back to the caretaker. They're like, hey, caretaker, can you please send us back to the Alpha Quadrant? And he's like, no, I'm dying. I don't have time. I don't have the time. If I do that, I won't have enough energy to finish my work for the things and if if i'm if i do that i can't do my self-destruct and i need to self-destruct because if the k's on get on board they'll be able to hurt the old compass so uh Janeway's like, "Hmm, okay here's what we'll do we'll set a time a time bomb on the station you send us back and we'll have the time bomb go off like 10 seconds after we go back no problem and then for some reason they don't do that they decide you know we'll just blow up the station entirely and ruin any chance we possibly have of returning to our homes thus precipitating the rest of the show they do that uh oh there was like a battle outside the the maquis are like ramming speed and they ramming
1: speed many scenes ago into the don't name our boy Tiberius
0: yeah (laughs) Um, they uh, and
2: then Caitlin
3: cries. I did <laughs> so
0: much hours. I was
3: like, oh, "Chakotay's gonna be in this show for like seven seasons. What the fuck?" That's what I was crying.
0: Um, and then they, uh, they, they, they're like, "Listen, well, you destroyed your ship. Why don't you stick with us, Starfleet? I know the Maquis hate Starfleet, but we'll just be one big happy family, no problem." And they're like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Uh, and then
2: uh, that's how the show starts.
3: Wow. More or
2: less. More, so much more.
3: <laughs>
2: I wanted less. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Last fucking time I was doing the synopsis and I had like a, like two paragraphs to read for notes. You were giving me so many. I fucking hate you. Looks. I wasn't
1: giving any looks.
2: You gave me a. You gave me a. You're out of the family. Look. Well, that's <laughs> true.
1: I did find it, you know, kind of appropriate after our lengthy Star Wars, Stroke, Dune break, that we get back to Star Trek. And somehow we have an opening crawl.
2: Yeah, I thought. We well, were...
1: an opening jog, let's call it.
2: That's true. It, it was way Dude, too. Could we went it. back and had to reread it because it went way too fast. <laughs> what the fuck did it say? Hopefully, nothing of consequence. It said the Makir being chased by Cardassians. The end. Didn't yeah. they
0: do the same thing on in? Uh, in uh, I think Space it was nine? text that faded in and out. Oh, but maybe, I could yeah. be Well, wrong. they did have an opening text. Yeah, so it, it was sort of Wolf Three Five Nine. Yeah, yeah.
1: why? Uh... Yeah, but this is just like, just in case you haven't seen Deep Space Nine, the Maquis are thing.
2: To be fair, to be, to be entirely honest, and make, you know, this also coming off of our shore leave watching the Star War, I don't like opening fucking text, because I feel like you should have your goddamn action tell you the story that you yes. need to fucking tell! And the thing yes. is,
1: they still basically did.
2: True! So, like,
1: it
0: was doubly pointless. Yeah. I was quite bored with this show. I did not, I was not. This episode? Yeah. As a, as a, as an opener? As an opener, as just, maybe it would have worked not as an opener,
1: but actually.
3: Maybe it's because I had very, very low expectations, but I actually liked it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. And.
1: There was only one moment where I said to Caitlin, what the fuck, did George direct this scene? Where, um, they were like. Escaping. Neelix was
3: bitching about dam- washing himself with sand.
1: <laughs> no, no, where they were uh, escaping from the fucking tunnel, Alchemists? and like they showed in painful detail every person getting pulled out individually. It was like, no, come say, on, You we didn't get say this.
3: anything about George. You said that they had run over. You said, I you so said that they must a have sort of ran short. Was yeah, George
1: said. direct this scene? Oh, I missed that part. But yeah, overall, I was actually I thought it was yeah. a fairly solid opening.
2: I think they introduced the characters well yeah. enough. They introduced the the predicament that they're in, which I think uh, is a good idea to have a very specific folder around your show to be like, okay, we're we're Star Trek, we're on a ship again because people like the ships, and we just finished TNG, but we're also going to have this thing where we're in the Delta Quadrant just to make it interesting.
1: I remember when I was a kid, and they announced we were making a new Star Trek and it's going to be called Voyager, but they weren't giving any details at that point. Little Me was expecting that it was going to be following the uh, entity or entities that were created at the end of the motion picture. Oh, because oh, of V'ger. That
3: would have been
0: interesting. But you no, know, this is what we get. I don't know. I See, my thing is, yeah, I guess we meet all the characters, and I just I can't bring myself to give a shit about... The Ocampas and the Kaesons. Well, they're
2: jerks. The Ocampans are, are Are just assholes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I feel
1: like I feel like there's a lot of stuff they sort of... And I may be misremembering it's been a very long time, but I feel like there's a lot of experimentation with ideas in this season that are dropped pretty quickly. Mm. Um, like, you know, clearly the on are meant to be a much bigger force. And I feel like I remember them ending up being... Also, God, guys, you just took Klingons and gave them bad hair. Like, yeah, really?
0: The hair's the hair's something. And the Ocampas, they have a weird, uh, a weird thing. They only live nine years. Yeah, that's... Oh,
3: God, which they made sure to, like, mention eight seconds before Neelix being like, I put my dick in that one. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... She's mature. <sighs>
1: I mean, if they, if they mature, like, realistically... I know, I'm If just they mature saying... physically that quickly... Their brains... The the, the reason it's stupid, though, is because, like, if you're running a show, and you know TNG lasted seven seasons, and DS9 is still ongoing and may last pretty long, too, you have to go in knowing there's a chance we may last a while, and we have just established that this character is...
2: A time bomb.
1: Yeah, is, like, basically a quarter through their life already, and, like, are we actually gonna, like, deal with age makeup? What happens when she's supposed to be dead in... The end of the show, like that.
3: Oh, come on! Like they've never magic you no, like know. No, I know, but it's like you said. Come on! Why
1: even set yourself up for something? Like make it that they only live to twenty or something. You know, like make I don't
2: it. No, I think it opens up an uh, an option that you know something's going to have to happen with her soon.
3: Yeah, I like.
2: I kind of like that because it keeps you interested instead of just this person's just going to be here with us now. Whatever. Yeah,
1: I guess it's just it's like I feel like I don't necessarily. So many TV shows have issues like that, and I feel like when the time comes, they just kind of cop out, unless they already had a plan. Oh, yeah,
3: because they could be like, oh, we didn't say nine Earth years. Tee-hee. Aww. Their T- years
0: are actually 45
1: Earth years. Aww. Yeah, she's actually a 300. But yeah, like, I remember when, again, not the, but you know, like, unless it's Babylon 5, where the writer not only had plans for everyone, but had trap doors, as he called them, for if an actor left the show unexpectedly. Which like,
2: definitely happened yeah, a lot.
1: <laughs> like, most shows set themselves up for these things, but then they're just kind of like, we'll deal when we get there. And then suddenly they get there and they're like, whoa, fuck, we didn't have a plan. <laughs> I'll
2: say this, when, when we get there, I do like what they do with, with more of Kess.
0: I, I barely remember anymore. Um, yeah, sometimes they, sometimes, it's like, you know what? We need bigger tits. And that's why we'll replace this character.
3: Spoilers, Jake. Spoilers.
0: I don't like their ears. Their ears are very. Yes, exactly.
3: They've got like multiple clitoris on them. Several clitori. Yeah, kind of creepy ears. Yep. Awful wig. Oh Just my god! Yes, her, bad. her hair was terrible. At okay, least so that was a wig. Oh, I was like, that's gotta be a wig, right?
2: There's no way it's not. In fact, I feel like most things are wigs or something. Because True. here's here's my here's the long story that's gonna talk that I'm gonna lead into. Now, just because why not? Because it was most of my notes. Because holy fucking shit, Memory Alpha goes into little literally every detail about the making of this show. So long.
3: like
2: It would be like lists of the casting calls for a day of filming and what got done each and every day until I'm like, oh my god, my brain is bleeding out my ears. But regarding hair, there's actually an interesting story. Um, so... We cast uh, Kate Mulgrew. Eventually, we'll go back to that other story in a minute, though. But we cast Kate Mulgrew. She's here. She's doing the thing. We have her. Uh, we have some f- scenes we're filming with her, and her hair's down because we let her have her hair down because after days and days of of like working with makeup and costumes, they decided, Janeway wears her hair down. A couple of days of filming with this, somebody is checking the tapes and says, "I don't know. Kate Mulgrew's hair is kind of." Th- Thinner, so that when it's down, you kind of see light through it, and that doesn't look very captainly. To which I say, fuck you fucking forever. Uh, They tried wigs, but they couldn't really stay on her head well enough. They'd pop off, and then you'd lose like half an hour putting a wig back on her, uh, which sucks. Like, I feel so bad for Gates knowing she was wearing a wig most of TNG, which is really, really... Yeah, it's cruel almost to the the actor to make her wear a wig. So they finally decide, okay, we're going to put her hair up in this bun. It'll be a really nice bun. But oh no, we already filmed a bunch of scenes with the hair down. We're going to have to refilm them because actors or because characters never change their hair for a day. Especially women actors with long hair. They would never have a different hairstyle ever in their fucking lives. And oh no, we had rented out the fucking Los Angeles con uh, convention center for the Okampa City, which looked like a fucking mall. Mm. Yep. We're gonna have to like get them again and throw a whole shit ton of money at this so that we can go back to the LA Mall and they had to film that, like they did most of their filming in like October-ish. They couldn't get the mall again until December. So, they're in the middle of filming other episodes when they finally have time to go back to the mall mm-hmm. to film those scenes because Janeway needed to have a different hairstyle. This is dumb. So.
0: Just film a scene rude. of her, like, tripping and her, you know, hair tie pops up. Oh,
2: that's what happened when they got yeah. attacked by the, by the that's array. That's basically what they fucking did. And they showed her, put her hair back up, it took two fucking seconds. <laughs>
1: I, 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 this I'm is just somehow so angry Rick on Berman's her, fault.
2: I'm angry on her behalf.
1: Well, speaking of angry on her behalf, can I bring up what I have, that I hate so much?
2: Uh, the L.A. Convention Center. Her chair. Oh, no.
0: Not the chair, man. Yes, the chair, because chair. chair.
2: Chris likes an elevated chair.
1: The, here's the thing. On the one hand, it makes sense. It's Starfleet. They're all very egalitarian. Hold hands. Kumbaya. Zip-dee-doo-da-day. So, sure, you're going to have these, like, two little chairs. Like, yeah, we're kind of like co-commanders, like in um uh, The Orville. Yeah, there you go. Which, like, again, technically makes sense. But up until this point, the captain has always been very distinct. Like, even in TNG, where he's got, like, the flanking chairs, little benches. Like, it's plain there's someone in the middle, slightly bigger. They are distinctly in charge. I find it a little suspect that Star Trek decides to pull this co-captain bullshit... With their first female captain,
2: they didn't necessarily have a female cast yet. It was they didn't they didn't have it uh, gendered for a while.
1: Really? Hmm. So they already had the bridge designed that way.
2: Uh, that I don't know.
1: Mm, I'd like to find out the timeline on that because I don't trust I, Rick Berman.
2: I do know that when, and we'll get back to this when when they had to recast the captain and they eventually brought in Kate Mulgrew they were spe- also specifically looking at for male actors for the captain role well they definitely
0: <laughs> had the set by then
1: yeah but so i don't know it just still does seem kind of bullshit that she is the first captain without a proper chair
3: hey listen national international women's day falls on the day when we all jump ahead so women only get 23 hours in their day so that's great. Big fucking surprise. Fair. Fair. a Galactic Women's Day. I'm not sure about that. The the rest of the galaxy hasn't invited us to that yet. <laughs> yeah. Since
1: you mentioned at the beginning, to be honest, other than that, I have very little opinion on this ship. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's just there. I
0: think it's alright. I, I think that you know, I like the arrowhead design. It's kind of cool. I like. I do like that. Um, they, you know, they correct the fucking most ridiculous design flaw that has plagued Starfleet ships for centuries, which is that they have a fucking neck <laughs> that, that can easily yeah. be severed, and which, you know, in there's a movie, which we haven't watched yet, where they do sever the neck, and it's a big problem.
1: But yeah, I remember reading about it. I hear this was the person who designed the intrepid class, the person who designed the sovereign, but they were like...
0: Oh yeah, sovereign doesn't have a neck. They were yeah. like,
1: the first thing they target is the neck. Get rid of it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so they do they get rid of the neck, which is nice. I don't think it's a bad looking ship. It's all, what's weird is it got two deflector dishes, huh? What's up with that? It's got the one in the normal spot and then a second one on the front of the saucer. It's
2: oh, it's more deflection.
0: Double deflection.
1: And it doesn't look like it can do saucer separation. Yeah, I don't think I don't mean so you know, I don't, it's never brought up. No, but it certainly doesn't look like there's no obvious like
2: there's no neck. Well, there's no families to have to say because families on your ship is a bad Total idea. idea. Yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe it's just because of the uh, special warp technology. So like that's the that's a thing, right? So this show has a reputation for being very heavy in techno-babble. And they do throw a bit of it in in this episode already, but what they don't they don't explain like the real important, well, maybe not important, but like the stuff that you're going to want to know, like why, why are the nacelles? Why flat? the cell flap? Why are there are two deflector dishes? Like these are these are things we want to know. In, 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 inquiring minds. But yeah, I don't. I think it's an okay ship. I think uh, I. I actually kind of you know I like the bridge layout. Um, yeah, I. I, I don't have a big problem with the captain's chair. I do think it's a little weird the captain's chair doesn't swivel because it's kind of built in, so there's no swivel action.
1: Yeah, Picard kind of had the same problem. Well,
0: he could, he could go from, like, side to side, I think, and Yeah, swivel a little.
1: There's that one episode where it turns out Will can turn all the way around, but they do it once.
0: Yeah, but, um... Yeah, this, like... But all the other captains here, you know, like, Cisco would just be sitting there doing doing loops, you know, around the bridge, talk to... talk, Swing around, talk to Eddington, swing around, talk to somebody else. You know, Kirk obviously liked to swing, <laughs> uh, as we know. Um... And uh, but yeah, Janeway, she got she's got none. She can't swivel.
1: You said the the, the cells has something to do with warp, right?
2: Yes, that's all I can tell you.
1: Okay. Yeah. They
2: they tuck in so they tuck in to go to warp is I think the idea. I literally read this this morning. I was like, oh, neat, a thing that I don't care that much about. Oh, yeah,
0: they show that. In Apparently, in the, Jake uh, does though. They show that in the um in the opening when it goes to warp.
2: I want to say
1: I thought I heard it had something to do with. Correcting for the flaw that was causing warp engines to rip space, I I, I might have said that okay.
0: Um, or at least I I, that was one thing I thought because why would Starfleet make a ship that has a sustained cruising speed over Warp 9 when the speed limit that they themselves set was what Warp 5 or something? Mm -hmm. So they pretty much uh, never, my yeah, my only thinking is that like okay, maybe that's how they got away with it was like they oh, they. If they change the warp nacelle shape.
2: That makes sense. Um, or, like, vari- I allow this
0: variable. Head maybe, maybe when they're at warp, it, like, changes, you know? I,
1: I swear I remember even before you said it, like, I I read somewhere it has something to do with the warp field and mm-hmm. blah,
0: blah. Um, we don't. Do we actually see. Oh, we do see engineering in this episode. Not, yeah. not long, but uh, we do see it a bit.
1: They're funky, not lava lamp uh, warp core, but, like,.
0: Yeah, kind of cool looking, though. Yeah, it's got that
1: weird glowy effect. No like... more boom,
0: boom, boom, boom.
1: Yeah, it's not obviously just uh, fluorescent bulbs. Yeah. Like, it feels like there's
0: reactions happening
1: it's in the core.
0: projected from the inside. Yeah.
2: Oh, and our chief engineer, whom we never even met or learned the name of, got murdered. There's Argyle. Yeah.
3: No! <laughs> yes! He finally got to another ship. He was going to be his chief engineer... It was all going to happen for him. Dead. Sorry, Arno. Oh,
1: so there was one extra I wanted to discuss. Because like any Star Trek, we're like, that guy's really That guy's 1000 There's been a thousand things. There's one I care about, though. The security guy that wasn't Tuvok, with the sort of big eyebrows and the big square head. Okay.
3: He was,
1: um... was our buddy Tosk.
3: Yeah. Oh! Oh, oh, shit, I didn't even know he was in this. Yeah, that was
1: Tosca out of makeup. Damn it,
2: Memory Alpha has entirely failed me. They didn't... Me- what the fuck, Memory it did, Alpha? It did tell me, however, about our um, original CMO, who doesn't get a name, oh. um, but he's the guy... And My first thought when we see him was, this guy looks a lot like Kevin Nealon. And then I realized, mm. oh, right... Because he's played by the same guy who played Roga dinar in The Hunted. And we said the same thing about that guy. And it's the same actor. Which one yeah. was The Hunted again? The Hunted was the one where there's this kind of augmented super soldier who escapes. Yes, 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 yes.
1: That's right, the... The, 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 the Rambo. Uh, yes, Rambo episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Okay,
1: that's fun. But yeah, no, that was Tosk. And I'd forgotten that Tosk had also been Troy's, like, confidant in the episode where she was turned into a Romulan. No, according to Murray Alpha. It, no, that according to Wikipedia, he, it was. That
3: was Nevek.
1: Oh well, he was he was some kind of Romulan in that episode. I don't
3: think that's true.
1: Wikipedia could be wrong. I will look, but I. But either way, he was definitely Tosk, and I was excited to see our buddy Tosk.
0: That's nice. Um, speaking of other casting things, right? So I, I mentioned in the thing that we have uh, Robert Duncan McNeil. Mm-hmm. We have a
2: lot of Roberts on this show. Yeah, it's absurd. Yes. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, there's three Roberts. Oh, Robert Picardo. Yeah, Duncan,
3: Duncan O'Neill, apparently. And, and uh, who's the other one? Beltran. Yeah, Beltran. Who that? who were they
1: playing? Ch- okay. Okay. Uh So which one do you think was Bob?
0: Uh, I'm Probably gonna, the doctor. I'm going to go with Picardo. He seems like a Bob. Anyway, yeah, so we have Robert Duncan McNeil, who previously appeared in um, in uh, The First Duty as a near-identical Nick. character. Yeah. Philip Locarno. Nick. You know, or yeah, Nick, yeah, sorry, Nick. I keep calling him Philip for some reason. Yeah, Nick Locarno, my bad. And I, I don't know if this is true, but I remember reading at one point that they had originally, you know, they wanted to bring in Bobby McNeil and uh, they, their initial thought was, oh, we'll just bring back the Locarno character. And then they realized that they would have to pay a royalty to the original writer of The First Duty who created the Locarno character and they'd have to pay that royalty for every episode of Voyager, and they're like, "Fuck that! We'll just create a near-identical character with the same actor." <laughs> it's um, very strange. And like, and I don't know how to, if that's a true story or not, but it does seem. Very I definitely suspect. heard it before. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think we talked about that during the first duty. Mm.
0: I think we did. Duty.
1: And
2: I do. The thing is, I like um Robert Dun- Duncan McNeil's kind of differentiation of the characters because yeah. this one, a less swoop.
0: Yeah, true. true.
2: Uh, B, I think he's got way more charisma. Yeah, and I'm yeah. and I enjoy him. And he's, I just, a, he's less, less that. punchable. That's
3: because yeah. like,
1: I remember when we finished that, episode, I was like, I'm kind of glad it's not Nick Lacarno and Voyager because I don't want this guy to get a redemption arc. I yeah. hate him. Yeah, yeah, I think
2: Paris had like Paris knew what he did was wrong, and I don't think Nick, Nick Lacarno no, no. ever did. No. Well, yeah.
1: they even say the big difference is Locarno came clean on his own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked that, regretted though. it, but. <laughs> It also sounds like whatever he did caused, like, officers to die, not Connets. other trainees. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But
1: you gotta yeah. figure, they were probably at the Academy around the same time. It must have been weird. Mm. It's like, yeah. it, eventually Starfleet's like, you know what? If anyone looks like these two ever again, do not let them in. Like, <laughs>
0: I'm this actually. one killed
1: a bunch of students, this one killed a bunch yeah. of officers.
0: Admiral Paris just got around, I guess. You know? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, does Nick, does Nick, does Nick Licarno know his real dad?
1: <gasps> oh, I like that.
2: I have more casting news. Oh yeah! If you're interested in yeah, sure. hearing more casting news, always. Uh, bu- bu- bu. So there was a, there was a hot second when they were considering Ethan Phillips, who plays Neelix, for the role of the EMH. And I guess after reading the script, Robert Picardo, who was going to come in and read for the EMH, was like, "But I kind of want to read with this Neelix guy." And he comes in and reads for Neelix. They're like, "Huh, interesting. We're going go with Phillips though. Uh, how about you read for the doctor like we asked you to?" No.
0: It's funny because
1: we're out, out of makeup, like Ethan Phillips is similar. You know, sort of a
3: normal looking dude,
1: middle aged guy with he's got the same kind of male pattern baldness thing. Guy, they really wanted the EMH to be like have that look. Apparently,
3: mm. I gotta look him up. What's his name? Ethan, Ethan
1: Phillips. Phillips. Yeah. Well, oh, maybe that's why you kept calling him uh,
0: Philip Licardo. Oh yeah, yeah, I had Philip maybe. on the brain. That's interesting. Yeah. I um. Oh, we also have uh, so Tuvok is. Let me see.
2: Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin found a photo of Ethan Phillips and someone cosplaying as Cosplay. Neelix. I
1: mean, he did a good job on the makeup. Yeah, the
0: makeup's great. Like, it's not... Like, yeah, but... Because
1: like, sometimes you see, act, like, cosplayers do makeup, and it's like, yeah. Like, that's, like, decent makeup. It's just, it's just, like... And yet
3: there's still something really fucking laughable about it. I mean, it's because the guy's,
0: like... Four times the size of Ethan Phillips in when both you first, height and girth. When
2: you first pulled that up, I thought he was standing by a, like a cardboard cutout of himself.
3: I thought <laughs> it, it was, was like a bad, a bad wax figure. figure. Like, Ethan Phillips yeah.
0: is, is probably fairly diminutive, or that guy is actually like eight <laughs> feet tall. Yeah. Hmm. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so we also get uh, another familiar face. Yep. yep. Uh, Tim Russ.
2: Yay! Who
0: um, we've seen... A, a couple of times now, because we He's, saw him the in... The Die Hard episode. He was in the Die Hard episode. He was um, a background in um, Generations. That's right. On the that's Enterprise right. B. Um,
2: we saw Mirror Tuvok in a DS9 episode. No, that's right. Yeah,
0: we did. We, we saw actual Mirror Tuvok. And
2: then there was that Trill episode where they were, what's his nut, captured Jed Zia to take her symbiote. He oh, was he was a Klingon, wasn't one he? one of the Klingons. Oh,
3: that's right. Yeah, yeah I forgot. I just want to make a quick update. Ethan Phillips is 5'4". He's shorter than me. <laughs> really? Wow. He does not seem that short. Mm.
1: This is a short cast. Apparently. Also, I'm sure the fucking pompadour adds
3: like three inches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At um... least. Kate Mulgrew is 5'5".
2: I thought she'd be way shorter. Because yeah, when she's... she was walking with uh, Paris, I was like, she's my height! <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, no, Duncan right. McNeil does appear to be a fucking beanpole, so. Oh,
2: Maybe. Um, So we got Tim Russ. Yeah,
0: Tim Russ, who's, you know, this is
2: his... 80th Star Trek appearance. Yeah, he's been in a lot of Star Trek, so
0: it's good that regular finally makes it into the regular rotation.
1: I'm sure the nascent internet was really chill about our first Black Vulcan.
2: Mm. It's extra funny, because the original, um, the Bible for the show was like, Tuvok is going to be a 160-year-old Vulcan, he's going to be like the grandpa, he has grandkids back home, and everyone's going to treat him like the wise old man. Uh, he's gonna appear like a sixty-year-old human, and then they cast Tim Ross, and they're like, "Well, fuck all that, <laughs> but we like Tim Ross."
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean he's he's good, and uh, we mentioned uh, Beltran, um, yeah. who Beltran's fine. Yeah, yeah. Tercote isn't. No, Chicote's a problem. The whole the fucking bit when oh Paris god. is rescue and he's like can't you people turn into a bird and fly out of here? I'm like what the fuck <laughs> isn't is it this? Like
3: old, isn't it an old Indian tradition that your life belongs to me now or it's whatever this is uh, Oh god. Icky I bet we can expect a lot of that question yeah, mark. Big, yeah unfortunately big... like
1: if we bring up every time the show is horrible about Native American stuff it's all we would talk about short version their Native American consultant wasn't actually Native American
3: yeah, Was he an Italian guy idea. that played Native American? Because... Jewish, I think, is what oh. I looked up.
1: And yeah, he—he he the worst part is he'd been outed by then, but like Berman had worked with him before and refused to believe the allegations or something.
3: Well, Rick Berman, just on the wrong side of history, so every chance he an, gets. You
0: don't need a Native American consultant to be like, to, to tell you that, yeah, by the 24th century, you probably won't be calling them Indians. Yeah, yeah. well, that's... <laughs> and we probably won't be thinking that they can turn into birds or making jokes about turning into
3: birds. What you do is,
1: birds.
0: it's not that they care.
1: You just have a consultant so you can make those jokes and then go, but oh, we have a
3: consultant. Well, they said yeah. it was fine. It's <laughs> the
1: TV version yeah. of I Have a
0: Black Friend. Consultant was down on it. Because
2: I could see, I could definitely see the Paris character being a little, like, I gotta say something light to keep his hopes up. What do I say? And yeah. I think it's so. <laughs> It sounds like something that will come out of Paris' mouth. The fact that he needed to say, he made, he made the joke
3: like twice or three times. Yeah, it came was a, up little, a lot. A little off. He was like, well, you're not laughing. Maybe I just keep making the hey, same hey, joke. Hey,
0: Chicote, how are
3: you
1: doing <laughs> <laughs> And the life debt thing just kept coming up. It's like, I,
3: oh. Yeah, Chicote says, yeah, uh, he owes you a life debt. So I guess that's happening. And I, of course, as Kate Mulgrew.
1: As the result of, you know, American public schooling, know nothing about Native American cultures. I don't know if there is actually any culture that does do the life debt thing. But either way, stop bringing it up.
3: Um, Wookiees do.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> I've
3: heard that. No, uh, that's... Uh, <laughs> clearly, clearly, it Tom Paris out. was
0: confusing Wookiees <laughs> with Native
1: Americans. He does love As we will discover, mild spoilers, old-timey movies. Okay. Because there is always someone who's enamored with old Earth culture. Which, actually, old Earth culture. Here's one thing I want to bring up. I love TOS. We know. But, goddamn, what kind of TOS move was this episode? We scanned your computers to create a waiting room. So we made, as Jake put it, Little House on the Prairie? What the fuck? Like, why did they think this is what they want? Something from the 19th... Like, what's his nuts? Your favorite. The harsh Gothos? Yeah, Squire Gothos.
3: Good God, <laughs> got that out of that.
1: <laughs> everything that he had was out of date. Because he was using, like, a light speed telescope that was centuries behind
2: okay caretaker is busy dying a lot so he didn't put a lot of thought into this because he's busy
1: (laughs) but that's what i mean you think he'd just be like what's things like right now for these people he had to like dig
0: a little
3: like maybe somebody had just watched a rerun of the waltons there you go you don't know
0: banjo man yeah
3: it's,
2: an, it's yet another... Like, there were a fucking... Like, a ton of shooting on location this episode. Mm-hmm. It was yet another location they needed. Like, this was a very expensive episode. Um, it kind of... Yeah, it kind of looks it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm still... Okay. I, I just must have not been paying enough attention. Apparently so, not.
2: Although you did give us the entire episode in synopsis.
0: <laughs> well, so why did the caretaker... Kidnap the crew... And put them on those beds.
1: Yeah,
3: that's you're he right. I don't feel like was we
1: was trying to find a way to procreate.
3: Oh, that's right. He wanted to put a baby into Harry Kim. Well, I know it was vague
1: what his plan was if he was gonna like somehow.
3: Yeah, see, I would have liked it better if the reason why he had done it was so that he would teach the other people how to, like, have to solve medical problems. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been taking really good care of you. I'm going to give these people space pox, and you have to figure it out, and then you'll be able to do things on your own again.
1: Yeah, no, his plan was to uh, make a new him, a new oh. jelly man.
3: Bang why, a baby into Harry Kent. Why, why, why have a simulation
0: uh, holodeck at all in that scenario? Why so
1: that just...
2: they don't mind it, but
0: then they figured out the ruse too quick. But why not just beam them over, make them unconscious, and that's true. Put the baby batter in. Well, I mean,
1: then we don't have an episode. Well, it's one of those. Well, we don't
0: have a banjo anyway. Play me a song, you're a banjo man. Uh, yeah, yeah Kind of curious, you know. The, the. I mean, I guess you know the caretaker doesn't seem to know what the hell's going on. So.
1: He's a really him and his people were really bad explorers. They're a good example why you need a prime directive. Maybe that's yeah. where
3: they got. Maybe that's where Tom Paris heard all of his good Indian jokes. Maybe he was hanging out <laughs> with the caretaker. <laughs> he was like, "Let me tell you some things about the Native Americans." Yeah, Ooh,
1: go. it was kind of funny though. I'll admit, when everyone kind of beamed in with a pitchfork at them. That, that was great. So, I, mean, I did if, love. If it was just for that, then okay. Fine. Old
2: woman with pitchfork is my new favorite character. <laughs> uh, I bring you cookies one moment, and then I pitchfork you. <laughs> Don't care about the corn. And corn, yeah, there's a
0: big old plate of corn too. I,
1: I love, give I you a corn seven point
0: six jab. You're having like I don't know. You're having like the like the I think it's like a like a Mexican corn where they put like elote stuff on it. It's like corn that, cob. If they don't
1: overdo, like the sauce like, has like kind of a mayo thing. If they it overdo the mayo, it be, I don't I, I don't so. know what it's called. I
0: just I just know I, it's delicious. And
2: yeah, it's, it's like, like
3: mayonnaise and like paprika.
1: Yeah, if they get the balance
0: right, it's brilliant.
2: See, now I want to know who ate the cookies, because that woman made a lot of fucking well, cookies.
0: Well, they were just hologram cookies. They probably didn't taste well. They probably just made, well my, my guess is
2: Paris ate
3: all the cookies.
1: <laughs> Paris <laughs> wanted to eat something. I was going to say,
3: is cookies what you're calling the young lady who showed them the barn? Yes. I
1: like that This the computer worked out, alright, he's not going to give a shit about food, but we can distract him with a lady. <laughs> Harry, well, Kim. Harry Kim is just too... Fucking junior Starfleet cadet. He's too focused. He's too, like.
3: Ready yeah, so to go. they definitely didn't pick her up from him because he's never been with a lady. You know what scene they just totally
0: skipped over in this episode and didn't do? Was the fucking torpedo funerals. There's like. It, there's at least four dead crew people, right?
2: they're in that they're still in the middle of a crisis yeah but at, you by, put it at the,
0: the but end by, well by the end of the episode no by the
2: end we want everyone to be happy and family
0: the ship's like fully repaired everyone's hanging out it's all great don't talk about the dead bodies
2: we need them for meat I was
1: about to say that's why they. that's yeah, the like, working. oh are you
0: throwing that out <laughs> I'm <gonna> cooked <laughs> don't you know
3: oh no and then it becomes yeah, an ep- the it the becomes fire, sweetie Todd oh yeah <laughs> i love i would love that i want neelix to be a crazy pie human pie making person yeah neelix is oh. interesting he's a little
0: sinister there's something there's something not quite right Yeah, he's dating
3: a child. She's not a child i don't care if she's mature she's three years old she's not okay, okay. But- are you are you cool with a, an
2: adult fucking baby yoda because he's 50 no why not? Because he's
0: a
3: baby. <laughs> well, she's an adult! That's
0: the only reason Gideon It's different,
3: names. Baby is right in his name. name is Grogu. His name is true. The uh, truth. Grogu.
1: Someday he will be adult Grogu.
3: Although I do have a confession, which is yeah, I liked Neelix almost immediately and I was so angry. I was like, God I've... damn it, he's charming. Fuck!
2: I've read some very interesting uh, perspectives on, on Neelix and I think one one thing I heard someone on like shitposting or somewhere say was people who don't like Neelix are the people who see themselves in Neelix too much because they're awkward nerds <clears throat> and Neelix is an awkward guy. And I think if you like... I'm going to start looking at Neelix, and I want to I want to pay attention in the future. when we Moments when we don't like Neelix, and there's going to be lots of them, because he does a lot of fucked up shit, and you're going to be like, God damn it, Neelix. To compare it with when Wesley was being obnoxious. Because mm. I think when Neelix is obnoxious, it's because his character is being obnoxious, because that's what his character is like. When Wesley is obnoxious, it's because his character didn't belong in this episode, and the writers are hacks.
0: <laughs> well, so Neelix, yeah, but... I don't know, the characterization I get from him in this episode is Okana-ish. Okana. Like,
2: roguish, but not hot. Right. Well, it, well, like, oh,
0: like he's, I don't know, like, he's going to scam them.
2: Well, the he is, Okona... I kind of
3: waiting for that. Well, he kind of did. He kind of did scam I mean, them. He, he tricked mm-hmm. them into going down to the planet so he could rescue his girlfriend. Well, the thing is, Okona,
1: like, with Okona, what they do is they play on your perception that he's going to be scammy, but he actually isn't. He's actually got a heart of gold. So really what you're getting with Neelix is more like, I, frankly, Han Solo. Like he actually is a con man and schemer and whatever else.
2: I do actually kind of like, so we see, and I know we've, we've gone off on his outfits before and how he could, he could wear literally the same thing Quark does and look like a fool while Quark looks like the hottest stud. But I found it very interesting when he gets out of his bath, he's like, I can make clothes in your, in your replicator, right? And he just goes and makes whatever the fuck he wants, and that seems right.
3: And what he chose was, uh, as Chris put it, uh, a couch. (laughs) I wonder
2: if he sees colors on a different light spectrum. Like a mantis shrimp. Oh, maybe.
1: That would be kind of a funny, like, thing. That's my new headcanon. He's got this incredibly vibrant suit on, and it's just sort of plaid beige. Um...
0: Uh, doctor, he's uh, pretty cool. Oh
2: yeah, he does a uh, lot with a little of this episode, and I'm already about him. Yeah. Oh god,
1: that's the one thing I remember is he is one of the best Trek characters ever. Full stop.
0: I mean, he like so far, like yes, he gets to that point. I think at, th- at this point, he's still. You recall we met his creator. Oh, yeah, his creator was such he's, a gross and he old. seems very similar in a lot of ways. At least in like the cantankerousness. He's a bit prickly. Yeah, he's just he's constantly annoyed that people leave. Sick bay without turning which, him off. fair. What? Which to, to, to me, I'm like, why isn't it like one of those light switches when you leave the room that goes off <laughs> if it doesn't detect motion? Oh, and then I'm line? stuck
2: on the toilet in the dark. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I get that a lot. Or like, course,
0: um... I hear the doctor just turns off while operating on you. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was that was a weird
0: thing about this. The original
1: doctor,
2: Rogan and R.
1: <laughs> yeah, is like they're about to go on some big mission, but they got someone like. In the bed, apparently going through some really serious like, what had they been doing that this happened, and why weren't they leaving that person on ds nine? But
2: she was busy fucking some woman, mm. <laughs> and Garrick.
1: Yes, but yeah, uh, REMH. Sorry, already good time. <laughs> tricorder, medical, medical tricorder.
3: tricorder. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's so good. He adds so much nuance to like the simplest lines, like that. So I'm I was so actually, into it. I
1: was thinking about him today and I'm like, man, it's As funny. Well you should. it's you know, it's again another example. And of course, he predates Vic, obviously, but a self-aware holographic program. And then I was thinking, is Dr. Zimmerman secretly Teddy? Who? Freddie? The guy that made Vic.
2: Milo, yeah. no. Uh, Felix.
3: Felix. Felix. Felix! there you go. A cat name. I knew it was a cat name. <laughs> Because, like, like, Teddy, what the fuck? I'm like, what does Bob's Burgers have to do with this?
1: <laughs> like, that's his side thing. He makes these really elaborate AIs to sell to people who use money. Um, literally, so can...
3: literally, to
2: remember Felix's name, I just pictured a cat. <laughs> hey, whatever works.
1: Um, but I kind of just... I, I am now in love with the idea that Zimmerman also made Vic. Oh.
2: Um,
1: fuck Zimmerman, then. Because, <laughs> again, self self-aware AI... That's, this thing? that's the weird thing. They always talk about how unique Data is. And he is. But, like, Vic's an AI. Well, they, the EMH is an AI. I don't think
0: Data is unique because he's an AI. I think well, it's, he of, it's because he has the, the, the positronic brain. brain.
1: Right. But it's like, guys, clearly no one else can crack this thing. Just use whatever tech you're using for your holograms and make a brain out of that. Unless the thing is they have access to a whole ship's computer and that's kind of what it is. Maybe mm-hmm. it can't be, like...
2: Maybe. They have to, they have really great Wi-Fi.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your EMH works as far as your Wi-Fi signal. Mm. Sometimes you're going to come up with Bluetooth. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him because I, I remember him fondly.
2: You're, I think you're going to continue. Yeah, there's a lot.
0: There's a, I mean, at least, oh, especially in the, in, you know, as we get farther to the series and, they, and the writers decide, you know what? Fuck the other characters. This is the <laughs> Janeway, Seven of Nine, and Doctor Show. I'm behind um, this show. they give him they give him a lot of good episodes
1: you know it's funny they're watching this now like again last time I saw this I was a teenager probably aside from random episode watchings here and there over the years Garrett Wang is so fucking young in this. Yeah. Like to look at him now, you know. I'm fucking in my late thirties. I was like, "Oh my god, he is a baby." This Who's was like Garrett Wang, Uh, Kim. Harry Kim.
3: Oh yeah, he's a baby. He and this so is like, young. and he's like, so cute. I love when his hair was messed up when Aww. they were in the in the.
1: He's very nineties like, with thing. the hair. He was
3: just so cute. I was like, I just want to tussle it. Yeah, it's
2: so funny because you know he he's also like this is a super super new thing for him. This is his first show. Oh
3: really. my.
2: Like he comes in, he's like, okay, I'm super new. Oh, good. All of them, All of them. the first scenes we're going to be doing are with people who know what they're doing, and then they lost their Janeway, and they had to do all the scenes without Janeway, and they had to do basically all the Harry Kim scenes first, because that's the way it was going to work out, and Garrett Wang is like, I'm very stressed out.
1: <laughs> really, it probably just helped his performance of stressed out new ensign. He was unintentionally method.
2: Wow. Let's talk about the Janeway th- oh, story. Th- yeah, cause, oh boy. Because, oh a boy. Because, oh boy. Well, her dog is pregnant. I wanted those puppies, though. I yeah. wanted to see puppies. It's also interesting because I, f- I entirely forgot in the rest of the series that Janeway had a significant other back at home.
1: How was he? Is he? A, I thought it was her husband, but are they just dating or
3: I think, I don't think partners? I don't think they're married. Okay, I couldn't remember. Well, it certainly didn't the... seem to be cohabitating yeah. because she needed him to go pick up the dog. Well, because she's
1: out in space. Well, well no, I, yeah, think,
2: I think the dog was at her house Oh, and he wanted to take the dog
3: to his Yeah, I don't house. think she like, oh, okay. forgot to pick the dog up from puppy daycare and was like, oh no, I'm leaving, can you get the dog? I think it was like, the dog's in my house, please oh, take it. Oh my god, future puppy daycare would just be a little hollow suite for puppies. Probably, yeah. Probably
1: the best. So,
3: I, I want to go to that. Well, you out. actually wouldn't even need it. You would just have a hollow deck or whatever in your own hollow, little hollow suite in your own house.
1: That's expensive. Plus you want people There's to no pop their head in. Like, hey
3: you don't need people you've got moriarty <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah,
0: moriarty as the dog the
3: walker the emh emergency what, what I, know. <laughs> I got nothing. i don't
1: know i'm just trying, trying to picture an episode of a classic holodeck malfunction but it's the kennel so the dogs have to save the day
2: that's going to be an episode of lower decks <laughs> or prodigy be a good episode of Parodigy. Probably mm.
3: lower. They probably lower decks because
1: they love their references. Mm. All um, right, you were about to tell us about yes. Jane Way.
2: I was going to tell you about Jane Way. I was going to talk talk about the the long story on Memory Alpha that I'm going to condense as much as I can about. Uh, Je- I'm going to hopefully pronounce this remotely correctly because it's very French. I believe in you, Genevieve uh, who Who's Genevieve? But I, I think it's, yeah. Gen- isn't it Genevieve? It's Genevieve, but she's French. Yeah, it's not pronounced like More French. Make it more French. It's
0: pronounced Frenchier. Ho ho ho. Ho ho. Genevieve.
2: Um, or originally, she's
0: French Canadian, right? She's not French French, right?
2: Yeah, French Canadian. Uh, originally Captain Nicole Janeway at her insistence because Nicole was her birth name. Or I guess, I guess... What does she oh, think she is, Jack Nicholson? What the fuck is going not on Not even, because... So So she was famous from some movies and stuff, and the, everyone was all jazzed, like, oh man, we've got Bujold, it's gonna be great. Except Berman, who somehow was the one that knew, like, this is gonna go poorly, isn't it? And he tried to, like, tell her over and over, like, so... The hours working in a TV show, very different from working in a movie. It's going to be a lot of very, very, very long hours, and we're going to take a lot of takes, and we want to keep things moving. And she said, no, no, I think I'm going to be okay. I'm going to do it anyway. Can can I be Nicole, by the way? Fine. Literally, day two, she quits. <laughs> After the first day of it not going well, the second day of it continuing to not go well, because her and the director were disagreeing over just how restrained the Janeway character should be. And apparently it took her, like, 20 takes to get through each and every scene when really? they're used to, like, two. Usually it takes, like, two takes to get yeah, through a two scene. two
0: takes freaks.
2: One take, uh, what was Yeoman Moran's name? Whitney. One take Whitney. There
3: you go.
2: And, it, and she finally just says, I don't think I can do this anymore. They call down all the producers and they figure it out. Like, okay, we're gonna let you go. We're gonna figure this out. We're gonna film anything else we can film. And then stop until we find another actress. And I got a list of actresses who were interested in this role. We've got Karen Austin, who was a doctor in Nor the Battle to the Strong. Okay. We've got Carolyn McCormick, who was Minuet. Oh. (laughs) Oh, Oh, well, she was hot. Yeah, we got Susan Gibney, who was Leia Brahms. Oh. We got Linda Hamilton, who was the Terminator. Yeah, wow. She Um, was pretty badass. Patty Duke from The Miracle Worker. And my favorite, my favorite right here, Nana Visitor expressed interest in taking on the role in additioning, in addition, in addition to still playing Kira. Wait. And
0: would, I, would it how have, would that have Would worth, it have been like
2: Captain Kira?
0: Captain Kira? Or would it no, have No, she
3: would have been, a, she Captain would have been Janeway. Nana Janeway? Nana
2: Janeway.
1: That's so absurd that I kind of love it, but I also feel like doing two shows at once would have killed her. Oh, especially
2: because kind of she had a baby at some point. I, have, sure. I also,
0: though, I have a feeling, like, if you got that from, like, Memory Alpha or, or something. It was a YouTube video. I can I only imagine it was, like, and I was like, man, they can't find another Janeway, fuck it, I'll do it. Maybe. And, and, like, somebody wrote that and I was like, oh, Nana's interested.
2: I'm for it. <laughs> but I do really like Kate Mulgrew in this, and apparently, yeah. like, the second she walks in and delivers a line without sounding like she was questioning the line, everyone like just fell into place. It was like, oh, we have our captain, yes. Yeah, I feel
1: like Berman, knowing it wasn't gonna work out, is like that that onion headline. The like, you know, the worst person you know just made a really good
0: point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're gonna say, yeah. I mean, there's so there's clips on YouTube you can watch of. Mm. Uh, Boujol
2: will uh, share them on the Facebook.
0: Yeah, and like, it's just it's a completely different vibe, night and day for uh, for for Janeway. Yeah,
2: I read that. So you know, there's there's a point when Janeway says, "Engage," and then the ship goes as it does because it's a ship and that's what it does. And in the way that Boujol tried to do it was, she sits down, she closes her eyes, engage. Oh she she takes a moment, engage. What and it's like, what the fuck is this? Tell them engage. Don't be like.
0: Yeah, it's it's def- it's it's like I say, you know. I think the thing about Janeway is, you know, she's she seems like she knows what she's doing. Like she's yeah. very self assured. She commands.
2: Yeah, from her first line, she's uber competent. Um, yeah,
0: and I think that like, given what I saw in the clips of of the Pujol performance, I think that like. It it was already bad enough the hate that people were giving Mulgrew and, and Star Trek in general for became uh, I a female captain But I think like I think it would have just been unbelievable. Um, I mean, if they if they'd gone with Bujold, just because she she doesn't really command, and I think that people would have shit on that a lot.
1: Imagine her in that scene with Paris where they're making the deal. Oh God! Like you feel like in the scene as it exists, they're kind of sparring. And the scene with Bujol, he just would have walked all over her. You wouldn't have believed, like, she had a leg to stand on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I I don't know. I think, I mean, I wonder, who else initially auditioned? Like, how did they get to Bujol?
2: I don't know. I know that she was in a like some award women award winning movie. I want to say it's called like The Coma or something.
1: Well, I just looked her up. She has a, a filmography as long as your arm, and, oh, yeah, and she doubt- was in End of a Thousand Days and a bunch of other really big old
0: movies. I have no doubt she's a she's a good actor. It's just it seems uh, it was did so did they just hire her for like the name or was it. Did they actually audition other people, and she was... Oh, they definitely
2: auditioned other people. They were having a lot of trouble. She was, like, the last one cast. They had to hold up starting filming, because they just kept not having a Janeway cast.
1: Is why this season's only 15 episodes? Well,
0: they also started started in January. January. I figured. I just wanted to be wise. They did did the same with DS9 in the first season, too. Yeah, yeah.
2: Was it? I don't remember that.
0: Yeah, and I, I do... Like, so... Was Kate Mulgrew one of the people that had originally auditioned?
2: Yes, yeah. but she had a bad per- a bad first audition, is what I uh, read. But then when they brought her back in, she was better, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you work
3: good." Okay, I bet what's your actually... hair's too fine though. <laughs> I bet what's actually true is they were they like me were just really put off by her fucking annoying voice. Her her voice is so annoying. She's got a twang.
2: Yeah, it's not girl. even a twang.
3: She sounds like she reminds me of Eartha Kitt. I feel like she's doing like an Eartha Kitt impression the whole time. This is Kate Mulgrew. I can't even do like a, I can't even do an impression because I love what she sounds like now. Her voice has changed a lot in the last, remember, years. <laughs> but I found it really distracting. Chris tells me I'll get used to it, but I don't know.
2: So you love her on Prodigy, is what I'm
3: hearing. Well, I liked her in uh, Orange Is the New Black, but she had a Russian accent in that one, so I guess that's different.
1: She's, of course, also famously Mrs. Columbo. Sure, I
3: wouldn't say famously. Infamous? I would say that was a thing that happened. Yeah, there was, NBC
1: made like an unofficial spinoff called Mrs. Columbo. But the creators of Columbo were like, we own the rights to Columbo. You can't do that. We don't want a show about his wife. So it became Kate Loves a Mystery. Because her character's name was Kate in that as well.
3: I mean, Kate. Yeah, it was always Kate. Yeah. My favorite thing, one of my favorite things about this episode was when... Um, when Felix gets onto the ship, and they're showing how like obsessed with water he is, mm. and how like complete like rags to riches riches he goes because he's in a bath, and he's emptying water, and he's fucking splashing it all over <laughs> his face like an asshole, like he's like he goes full Scrooge McDuck, but instead of diving into like gold bullion, he's developed a drinking problem. I find
0: it. I do find that the premise of water being the thing that nobody has.
2: They would die. Yeah, a
0: they would die. B they're in fucking space. There's fucking water everywhere in space. Comets are made out of water. Oh, I and mean, I'm sure there's miners and stuff. It feels
1: like it's more just this particular area.
3: Maybe that's why he was going through all the trash or whatever it was he was doing. P.S. Neelix, a hoarder, a scavenger, scavenger. Yeah, like way.
1: Mm, yes, he's, Force
3: he's, is strong with him. He will
1: rebalance the Force after we'd already handled it twenty years ago.
3: What was the other thing about neelix oh after he gets out of the bath and he has that terrible chest plate on mm, yeah. i was like "Ooh, hope we don't have to see that ever again <laughs> and then as we were out driving over today i asked chris so did tuvok see his dick and if so what uh what does it look like because <laughs> i think <laughs> it's, it's got like... a little mohawk <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> does it have the whiskers See, that's what I was gonna say. I he's feel like, oh, like his dick probably looks like a cat dick. I feel like in, really sad.
1: in his very first scene when he's looking through the camera, he's kind of got whiskers, but they realize that was a bad idea. And you do- they're gone before this episode, that was uh, his face, that
3: was his dick. It, was a, it was a filter on that camera. <laughs> <laughs> I can't turn it off. I, <laughs> not I am not a cat. cat. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm
1: gorgeous. sighs>
2: uh. I wrote about the the Okampa. The Okampa believes in turtlenecks.
3: Extreme turtlenecks. Yeah, the, the yeah, they,
0: weird. Co- <laughs> but like some of them were like up on the side yeah, of the face. Yeah. It was like it was bizarre. It was very it was very strange. bizarre costuming choice.
1: Shitty Vulcans. Pointy ears and telepathy. They're just bad. I think they're Vulcans. kind of like cat
0: people. They have kind of like they have mm. nine years of lives. Okay. Uh, you're,
2: you're, you have they have to be taken care of, they, even though yeah. they can probably do it on their own.
0: They have pointy ears.
2: Use the cat box. They
0: use the cat box. They <laughs> hang around with Neelix. That's what it is.
1: They're, they're both cat-like species. That's why they hang out.
0: There you go. Yeah, the whiskers. Yeah, the whiskers. Those are just... Those are Kess's whiskers that were stuck to him and he had to brush them off. Oh,
3: no.
1: I actually... I did kind of like his terrible fur coat. I wish he'd kept that. Like, I feel like that's a bit more like I'm a sleazy con man jacket. Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: that Found was his actual hair. T- he had They shaved oh. him down to put him into that suit. What are you talking about? Uh oh,
0: dearie, dear. Do you think uh, Harry Kim's full first name is Harcourt? I hope
2: so. Harcourt Fenton Kim. It is now. <laughs> Harcourt! Here's
1: a question. Comes up because of this. Whatever professor it is that keeps warning students about Ferengi at the academy. You know, first day Ro- Nog shows up. He's like, now let me tell you but... uh So anyway... <laughs> Mm. Oh no! Like this fucking Starfleet permitted
0: racism against the
1: Ferengi. Yeah, and band.
3: was his fucking surname Hitler? Like, what the uh, fuck is wrong with this professor, dickhead? Uh, but I uh, mean,
0: really, uh, to be fair, the first Ferengi uh, Harry Kim meets oh, yes. tries to rob him.
3: I mean, yes, but that's 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 Quark. I mean, oh, was so good, but to he see wasn't Quark. gonna try to rob him until he made all those Ferengi comments. That's Before the- that, he was just gonna sell him a you know one thing, not everything. Mm. I would say rob, I would say extort. Yeah. He was definitely
1: going to overcharge him, but the overcharging went al- and he a lot. It's a
3: convenience fee. He's on a fucking floating cruise ship, sort Look, of. Of I'm, course they're going to charge extra.
1: I'm selling you something, and somebody says, I was warned about Italians at the Academy. I'd be like, well, one, you're right, but two, fuck you, I'm jacking up the price anyway.
0: There's going to be some situation in the next few episodes where it's going to be like, man, if only we had some weird fucking gems that... Be- <laughs> Did anybody happen to buy any gems uh, last time we were at Deep Space Nine? Because we could really use them. We need to use them to buy some junk from...
1: They simultaneously somehow need gems and a clarinet. And the
3: And behold. Kim's just like, ah! Oh, poor Harry. This was Harry's day
1: to shine! <laughs> <laughs>
3: Does, is that him saying it? Yes. Is he saying it in the third person? Yes, yes, he oh. is. Good, I love it.
1: Yeah. I do like how quickly they sort of establish him and Tom, because I feel like the two of them have a good good uh, banter.
3: Yeah, I like them together. Mm-hmm. Which is good because I feel like I definitely wouldn't like Tom Paris on his own.
1: He yeah, needs he needs a, a foil. Yeah,
3: he needs a straight man.
1: Mm. He needs someone who's gonna go put it right, Tom. Oh, we
0: haven't talked about Bellana Torres. Oh yeah, she's oh, done yeah. it. I
1: forgot how little she's in this first yeah, episode. She, do a lot.
2: she
3: does some Kirk Fu like well though. Yeah, the double chop. Yeah. Kirk
0: Fu. Well, that's because she has a year's account. Oh, it's in her my belt. Vulcan
3: blood. Oh, I mean not Vulcan. Klingon. My Klingon blood. Yeah. Sorry, my well, bad. So
0: that's so that's an interesting thing about her. She's our. I mean, we had a uh, Kalar was was a uh, half human, half Klingon, but yeah, now we have a, a main cast uh, mixed Klingon human. And Kalar
1: was way more chilled out, whereas Bilana is yeah just a boiling pile so, of hormones. Yeah, well,
0: so that's another potentially problematic thing I think about Bilana. Cause...
3: Oh, because she's like Hispanic, and yeah, so they're doing like a also... fiery Latin blood thing. Yeah, is that what you're thinking? I, that's like, I, I like they
1: tried to blame it on the Klingon side, but it could definitely be read as. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like,
0: it's like you know we have we have a character who's, I guess the character isn't. I mean, I guess we don't know where her father is from, but she, you know the actress is is Latinx. Well, and right? the
1: surname certainly.
0: Yeah, and yeah, Torres, yeah, good point. Yeah. So we're gonna, I was like, Dawson? Oh. We're gonna assume her father is is uh is Latin as well. And you know, and she's just like she's this hot headed person who's cranky. It's like mm-hmm.
3: Well it's either her Latin heritage or the fact that she's on her period. That's also <laughs> a
0: possibility. Or you know, I want I wonder if her and Cass and Janeway are gonna sync up. Wow. <laughs> Uh. Now, what i
3: did read about i would love that episode like secret. oh we
0: have to shut down the ship for a week the, the... captain's on
2: the ray <laughs> what i did read about the balana character and i don't know how much they stick to this from the from the show bible that they created was that you know since she's raised by her mother who was klingon and her father left la- they, they split up which was very young it sounds like so the, the human side was absent, mm. but she was raised on a, on a colony that was mostly human, so she grew up basically hating her Klingon side. Mm. I don't know if this is ever going to be explored. This is just what was in the Bible, and that's where she found a lot of trouble in, in you know, what is my identity? Because I hate half of myself, because mm. fuck my mom. That's interesting.
3: Isn't that kind of also, like what's her name?s so we were just talking about Killar? isn't that also sort of her oh, I was gonna say uh, Troy is no Killar it... Kilar was pretty chilled out about everything well, I thought she like sort of didn't really she I didn't, guess she did was...
0: like the Klingons she thought the Klingons were you know kind of backwards they had to stick so up she their ass, decided like to Worf.
3: fuck Worf the well, most <laughs> stick up the ass Klingon of all look I mean Yes,
1: he is, but also. Up
3: the I mean, ass. Look at him. Look, You're right. Yeah. Sticks up the asses. <laughs> yeah. There's
0: a Michael Dorn under that wharf, so. It's true. Well, He's got that voice. Just show, just it show is velvety. Yeah,
3: it's true. Uh, let, him, let him scream
0: into your Yeah,
1: no, but <laughs> definitely is. Yes,
0: definitely does become a pretty interesting character.
1: There is, off the top of my head, one episode where they do the thing writ large that I actually remember. The whole, mm. like, yeah. Yeah. What? It's not subtle. What yeah, thing? there's a...
0: not very subtle. So About her sort of oh, heritage
2: yeah we'll get to that it's not it's fairly soon oh okay Is cool. it? it's in the first two seasons so oh sure. wow I didn't realize it that early
0: uh, um, yeah oh uh, also I know I happen to notice in the opening credits she was credited as um, Roxanne Biggs Dawson oh which I thought was interesting because I'm pretty sure they were they were separated or divorced at this point or Roxanne who's, who's Biggs? Biggs and Lynch. Casey Biggs Demar
3: Fuck. what <laughs> That's right. I just saw this on Facebook. They basically. were
0: married. They were married before either of them mm-hmm. were involved in Star Trek.
3: And the worst. Wow. Thing, the worst thing about I seeing it, even it on Facebook. We've talked about this before. No, I'd forgotten if we did. Somebody in the group was like, "Is this true?" And I was like, "Could you Google it? Why are you asking the group, you fucking idiot? Like, what are you doing?" I was like, seriously annoyed. Yeah, that was. I could I could imagine being married to Demar. It's a good looking really? man. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. They, I think they were married in like the eighties. Wow, that's weird.
1: I like that, uh, so maybe we've gotten our Voyager mind blow out of the way early. Because with TNG, it was, wait, she was wearing a wig? With ds 9 it was
0: Column? column. <laughs> now it's, wait, who? <laughs> yeah. Like, Torres and uh, Damar and were... Uh,
3: sitting in a tree? I guess so, at some point. Good for her. D-I-V-O-R-C-I-N-G.
0: Aw. I thought, I could have sworn we talked about...
3: It, the- I, again, we
0: very well may have. I have a memory
1: like a I, sieve.
3: I... I don't remember this. So. Sure. I saw it online. So I don't know if we talked about it or not. I just know, already knew it.
1: She I mean, she ends up directing a lot of episodes
0: too. Yeah, and she? she she does she does. Yeah, she and she even directs a lot in, like Enterprise too. Yeah, and,
1: um, one of the many uh, cast members that does a yeah, lot. I mean,
0: f- it's, it's really interesting. A lot of the cast from this show end up becoming like fairly staple like director people and yeah, like, like behind the ca- like um, Robert McNeil I'm McNeil in. is like a behind the camera guy now. He doesn't do a ton of acting, as far as I know, but he's like Resident Alien is a show that he's. Oh, that's right.
2: In. We I, kept seeing his name and being like, "What are you What are you doing here?" I have an important note that Jake made. Um, ramming speed. <laughs> ramming speed. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, yeah. Our first, our first episode, we get a ramming speed.
1: Yep, yep. Oh, um, Caitlin had an important note.
3: Oh yeah, my important notes. This is point where. <laughs>
1: It's towards the end of the episode.
3: And they're... What is it? Are they walking into the barn? I don't even remember where they were going. Yeah, Janeway Janeway and and Tuvok Tuvok.
1: are, like, in the barn, but then the holographic emitters go down or whatever. No, they they haven't gone down yet, but yeah, they're in the barn, looking for the caretaker.
3: And I don't know what prompts her to say this, but Janeway says, like, you know what to do, Mr. Tuvok. And I said...
0: Immediately.
1: I
3: said, well, yes, Captain, but where am I going to find a brown jug or a pair of spoons?
0: I see. My joke when he said that was he's going to f- find the banjo and smash it. Because <laughs> <laughs> like that that's what I would house. do in Tubok's position. Mm. Uh, Tupac is already an excellent do, do, liar. Do, do, do an animal house on that fucking banjo. Um,
2: Tupac lies to Neelix the whole episode long and it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> but, he's but Vulcan,
1: And he'd been lying to They Jakote. never lie.
2: Yeah, that's well, true.
0: That is, but I feel like lying when it's your job to lie is like Part of being a spy. I'm just saying, though, like...
1: I know we've said it for years, but bullshit. The only people who tell us <laughs> Vulcans don't lie are Vulcans. And that's the biggest lie they tell.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, so, oh. I want to. I brought this up in the intro. But why the fuck didn't we just set up a time bomb on the caretaker array so because that they could send ourselves Or an back?
2: AI. Duplicate the EMH and make him in charge of it. Like,
0: or just... Yeah, or... Or, at, like, I'm sure. Landrew! Oh, the answer is always Landrew! I'm sure somebody on Voyager would volunteer to stay behind and blow up the take caretaker.
1: Oh my god, fucking Starfleet people, those over noble assholes. Yeah, they're and, just, like, every fucking raising two hands. Like,
0: something. it seems absurd to me that. But the, see, like, the best thing that they could come up with for why they can't go back to the quadrant is, oh, but somebody has to blow up the caretaker array. It
1: definitely would have been easier to just have it be I used up all my energy.
0: Yeah, there's no, there's no power left. There just left. isn't That's... enough.
1: I can maybe get you a quarter of the way there?
2: But I think they really, really needed that big problem at the end to solve, like, the big uh, ethical dilemma, like, Picard-style mm. dilemma and what does Janeway do? She adheres to the Prime Directive. God
0: damn. But well, it's not really adhering to the prime <laughs> room. In fact, it's not because the prime directive would be to leave well enough alone.
1: I mean, so the problem is, like she said, they've already been kind of been brought into the situation whether Against they like it or will. not.
0: She basically
1: is facing a variation on the trolley problem. Like, I <gasps> either... Kill them
2: all! I, Kill them all! Like, I either
1: leave knowing full well it's gonna let these bad Klingons run roughshod, uh, or I stay behind... Like, either way... They've been involved, the balance of power is now at least partially their responsibility.
0: Well, no, because I don't... See, I disagree, because the caretaker was going to die whether they were there or not. Okay? Yes. And...
2: They were keeping him from doing his work, though, by constantly badgering him with questions.
0: If they were not there, the caretaker would die, and the Kazon's would board it and figure out how it worked and use it to bust up Well, the, no, because... If they
1: hadn't been there, the Kazon wouldn't have come when they did, and it would have. he would have successfully just self-destructed.
0: Uh... Is that
1: true? Yeah, because the reason the self-destruct fails is because the Kazon came early. Oh, because
0: they broke the ship. They, they, yeah, they and they fell into, into the... It. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Okay. Yeah, so. like...
1: Plus, when you really get down to it, the Prime Directive had already been shot to hell by those jelly bastards centuries ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, who turn into rocks when they die? Yeah, I thought
2: it was a turd.
0: They're gonna put that. They're gonna put that caretaker into the ship so the next time they get hit with a torpedo, he can fly out. <laughs> fall <on the> floor. <laughs> I, I
2: actually. Said I the, hear we hear. I hear we see it again.
0: Do we?
1: The they pay more
0: respect to the corpse of the fucking rocky corpse of the caretaker <laughs> than they do to their own fucking first officer.
2: Steady,
3: no. But my
1: joke was, uh, she picks it up he's like, "I'm gonna use you as a paperweight." <laughs> Uh, and
3: I rejoined with no she's gonna use it as a dildo because it kinda looked like a pee-pee when it was shrinking down.
1: The other thing too is just like, you know, that's I swear someone needs to give this a proper name, but like and not just in Star Trek, in fiction in general. Timed explosives don't exist when it's inconvenient for the plot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like It's
3: probably a TV trope. Yeah, but we, we had like, Liz here, she could tell us what Somebody's
1: called. law of timed
3: explosives. Tim Allen's law. Sigourney Weaver's law of uh, time. No, not Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver. Weaver's law. See, this would have been a perfect opportunity for
0: like a a conflict, right? Because we now have the Maquis and there's no question, I don't think, that the Maquis, maybe Chakotay because he's basically a Starfleet guy. Yeah. He acts exactly like Starfleet.
2: What is the verb in your sentence going to be?
0: Uh, conflict over wait a minute Janeway had the opportunity to send us back and we're not doing it why? And then they could have a big fight about it. And that would be interesting.
1: I was reading recently actually an interview with one of the producers who says to this day that like he never wanted like he was he got that they had to be sort of a merged crew, but he never wanted the Maquis in uniform.
0: Oh, it is a yeah. weird that they're right into Starfleet uniforms. Like he wanted
1: there to be like it to be more obvious visually that there was there was still this division.
2: Yeah, they have to kind of earn the uniform.
1: Yeah, I and mean, again, I mean, how many of them want it? Like, like I think I feel like Chakotay probably has some buyer's remorse, but like some of those other guys, like the guy with the big ugly leather vest, like who's he? He may have mm-hmm. never been Starfleet. He's just like, what the fuck is my cool vest? I look like a nerd. Yeah,
0: that does seem kind of strange. Like I could imagine them maybe, like, uh, like they do give them different pips. They don't have regular Yeah, German they have, pips. like, yeah, weird, like, Maquis Starburst. pips.
3: Starbursts. I was uh, thinking Skittles. Hey, they're on the same page. Also, like,
0: the whole merged crew thing.
3: How many people were actually on the Maquis ship? It must have hmm. been quite a few.
0: They basically replace everybody except the doctor that died. Yeah, but only like four people. Oh, we yeah, only saw four true. people
3: that died. <laughs>
0: the four people that died are the four most important people on the ship. Seriously. Oh, except except for
3: replace
1: the captain. It's anyway, it funny. Pat was saying, like, you know, the first officer probably would have lived if he just stayed where he was and was trying to run.
0: I don't know, because uh, the. <laughs> Helmsman lady, you know, she, she was just sitting there doing her thing.
1: Well that's what I said. It's like, well yeah, the thing is he'd been at a console. He ran because he knows consoles explode like it's their job.
2: Oh no, did he land on her and that's what killed her?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they do show though. He like some goes off behind him and he's thrown forward. I think he cracks his head on like uh, either a panel or one of the handrails. Um, what are rails on that bridge? A lot of
3: rails.
0: They really need seatbelts on those ships. They really do.
2: Oh my god! And I have to I have to mention that like, the the CGI in the Badlands was painfully painfully bad. Yeah,
0: well, because we've gone back in time now. Yeah, that's so true. That's true.
2: More... I did read that eventually they're going to end up using the same CGI company that Babylon Five uses. Oh dear. Well, that
3: sounds bad.
0: Yeah. The, this. The I feel like the ship in the intro, if not all of the shots, at least some of the shots were CG, hmm. and it don't look. Mm -mm, mm
1: -mm. I actually saw a video once, I'll try to find it, that tried to determine the size of the tiny planet. Like, there's one planet Voyager is very close to, but if you look at it, because it's close, it's like, that planet is fucking minuscule.
0: Well, there's one shot where they're flying over the rings of a planet, and you can see the reflection of the ship in the rings. That might be the one. And... Yeah, the like that planet would be tiny. Yeah, I'm trying to find that one. The ship is like half the size of the rings, Uh and the planet's right there. So yeah, yeah it's, the scale is a little odd, but maybe there is a tiny planet. I don't know. I figure planets have to be pretty big before they get rings. Though. So. Yeah, well, that's probably. I mean, that's probably be a really interesting planet. Like, it's what really is dense. wrong? Maybe it's, yeah. really dense. maybe it's a black hole. Maybe it's, not a planet <laughs> at
1: all. it's where nibblers people. You know, you, that's where they dump their. uh Refuse, mm. just full of dark matter. Mm. <laughs> one pound of which weighs a million pounds, or whatever the hell.
2: Mm-hmm. One one final aesthetic question: What did y'all think of the compression rifle that looked goofy as hell? Yeah, head? it's
0: a little. I don't know why they don't just use the rifles they use. They on didn't
1: give us a great look at it, so it was enough right? that
2: I was uh,
3: like, "That looks like a fucking toy." <laughs> it's kind
2: of
0: got like a cobra head.
2: That's right.
3: Like, yeah, that. like it's got like a prong at the end or something. But you know what, we did like flashlights that weren't for jerks. That's right, I forgot about that. Fucking with a normal handle, not this fucking... I mean, I still didn't like that it had a handle. I prefer uh, the kind that you grip that has a shaft, if you know what I mean. The flashlight style? Yeah, flashlight, flashlight, exactly. I like one that I can stick my dick in. This is more like a utility flashlight. Yeah, but I just feel like that's awkward. I think it's a little, but
1: it's, again, way less awkward than... Because I just feel like
3: having it hang down means that you have to like kind of hold your arm up at like sort of a weird... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like having it as an extension of yourself is easier. I think
0: the comm badges should flip open and have flashlights inside.
1: That'd be fun.
3: Yeah. You could stick them under your forehead. There you go. I think they should flip up and go... Whatever that sound is that I just did. That's not it, though. The There's they really make a different sound? When they open the... Yeah, isn't
1: there like a... a little chirp, yeah. I yeah,
3: that, that's it. what they should do. They should have a little gold bit on top that's chosen.
1: But they can't do that. That's that's where they all keep their uh, There's their one hit. It, it, all combat badges are a single hitter.
3: What does that mean?
1: Yeah, like, it's just a single... Uh, it's a, I'm probably getting this wrong because I'm not hip. But, like, just a little pipe that holds, like, a single good... Suck on of uh, a marijuana. Toque? A
3: toke. Yes. Of marijuana.
1: A, a single potent toke.
3: One toke.
1: I don't know what the point is, I, maybe some people can get high off a single toke.
3: I don't know. It makes. Oh me wow! Listen, Mister. Mister needs lots of marijuana <laughs> to get high over here. No, no, it's not that. It makes maybe me... some pussies it, need to take it, lots of tokes to get high. It interacts with my. I like.
0: I like maybe six or seven tokes myself. No, my
3: my thing is again. <laughs> one
1: knocks me out and interacts with my fucking brain meds, and just I pass. I go right to sleep.
0: Okay, I bet you the combat, I just have a little suicide pill inside them, you know, in case you're ever... Yeah,
3: that's what I thought you meant by one hit. In case you're ever taken prisoner. That
0: doesn't seem like the Starfleet way.
2: I like that Jake is playing right now with the with the Sorin character from Star Trek Generations, because it's appropriate, because the Caretaker's Array was a redesign of the Amargosa Observatory. Oh! Maybe he used to work there.
1: <laughs> I thought you were about to say they considered him for the Caretaker.
2: That'd be cool, but I don't it think they did. would been better. He didn't. We didn't see a lot of them.
1: No, I don't, I mean, no, don't no, worry. Nothing against the actor. He didn't find what he was given. But I just feel like they maybe would have given more to Malcolm McDowell because they'd be like, oh, fuck, it's Malcolm McDowell. Eh. Whereas this guy's just weird, old, banjo Man, jelly monster.
2: Speaking of Star Trek Generations, I'm going to ta- gonna start taking us out if you guys don't have anything Take else out. to talk about. Take us out. I don't think I do. With that. whatever the fuck this show we're, we're starting to watch are.
1: I am very excited. Good. Cause my God,
2: there's a lot of potential here, and there's... I'm excited for the times when they hit it,
3: which will be some. I'm just be... glad that Star Wars is over. I'm so uh, really excited
1: yeah, it. Say, Like I'm looking, I've been looking forward in general anyway to reassessing it years later as an adult. Because again, one issue I had was just as a kid, I didn't like the whole premise of Lost in Space, so I was going in just already so like it was already on the back foot. Um, but now it's like you know it's years later. I know that's the premise. I'm going in ready for it. But yes also after the f- fucking nightmare that was the
0: goddamn prequels. Yeah. See, I like oh. I like the Lost in Space. I feel like the missed opportunity is that it basically and we'll see, you know, we'll evaluate, it, but I, my recollection is that it basically is a TNG style show. Yeah, it
1: doesn't, they don't take as much advantage of it as they could yeah. have. There are
2: that. an absolute shit ton of two parters in this show. That's it's nice going night. to destroy our schedule. Oh, dear. We'll see how much this gets impacted just because I have so many two parters, like, checked in my list. I'll, we'll have to figure out if we can cram this in another
3: episode or if it really deserves its own episode or what. Oh, dearie, dear. I'm just excited because it's already better than I expected, which makes me feel like sort of hopeful. And Neelix is your favorite character so. No far. No, no, not my favourite. Who's I your guess... favorite so far? I, mean, I'm enjoying... I guess it is Neelix. I'm enjoying
2: <laughs> Paris so far, which I I forgot that he is an actually interesting character. He, I actually like I kind of... like
3: Harry Kim too. He's just really cute. He's yeah, Kim, Kim is just face.
1: like you just go oh Kim, you poor poor boy. <laughs> We you. You are him. not ready for we this.
2: We tortured the fuck out of you. I On like your first round. Uh, your You're rant. gonna be an NC <clears throat> forever. I feel like he's
1: kind of... I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like he's sort of this series O'Brien. Yeah. Like, if we gotta fuck with somebody, we're gonna fuck with Harry.
0: Yeah, no, that's accurate.
2: I'm weirdly into this.
1: And then I forgot, like... I, had to, I don't know if they cool off with this, but I forgot how much, like, movie-era Kirk energy they give Paris. <laughs> like, not original Kirk. Kirk drift Kirk.
2: Like I'm going to smooth talk everybody, especially the ladies. And the casual racism. Yeah.
1: Anyway, you were going to... Anyway,
2: uh, out. Speaking, speaking of Captain Kirk and all these things that we've discussed in the past, I, I want to start doing a, a new thing starting with Voyager just because I like having more content and it'll be things to put on the Tumblr blog. Go check out the Tumblr blog. What I'm about to talk about is going to be up there. So I arranged a little game uh, oh, for geez. us, and we're, I'm going to try to do like little little special things at the end of most, if not all, episodes. Neat. And the special little game that I'm that I that I'm bringing up to to our friends here at the table, uh, you guys are going to want a writing implement of some kind. I'll get you some in a minute. Okay. <laughs> but we're going to play a game called Match the Tagline with the Movie. Oh. And for our listeners at home, I hope you're all playing along as well. Give a good listen here, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, state to you what all the taglines are, and you're going to try to match them with which Star Trek movie it actually belongs to. And this is including the TOS movies, the TNG movies, and the Kelvin movies are all in this pile. So mm. what's, this?
3: what's this Into Darkness film? I remember Star Trek. <laughs> I remember Beyond. <laughs> I can't put my finger on that one. What is that? Good question. So here are, here are
2: all the taglines in a, an entirely random order to match up with the movies for our audience at home. A. Resistance is futile. B. At the end of the universe lies the beginning of vengeance. C. The battle for peace has begun. Hmm. D. Two captains, one destiny. E. E. The greatest enterprise of all is adventure. <laughs> F. The future begins. G. The battle for paradise has begun. The fuck? You're gonna Why see are a, all
0: these battles beginning? You're going to see a lot of so more beginning.
2: beginning. Uh, I. The human adventure is just beginning. Dot, dot, dot. I. A generation's final journey begins j beyond the darkness lies greatness Mm. k a catastrophe in the future can only be averted by a journey into earth's past l no ship no crew the frontier pushes back and m a dying planet a fight for life if you okay. want to listen to those again, just rewind in the thing and listen to them again. Well
3: plus we could also like time it so that this goes up on the internet at the same time. That's as my this plan. Goes up, that's so that's then... my plan. So you could go to Tumblr right now and check this shit right yeah. out. K is not
1: a tagline that is a plot summary. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, these are all the taglines I grabbed off of Memory Alpha. Oh
0: my
1: god. I'm gonna give
2: you guys a couple minutes to like do your do your little matchy matches. Some of them are so and bad. Pri- and, and Chris can do the little spinny thing with the time. <laughs> but yeah, the end like some of them are very obvious. Some of them are just like, "What the? why is this a fucking tagline? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you guys know what pencils are? Or... Yes, please. It's just, just,
1: just something to...
0: Oh, God, who writes these? There's a lot of beginning. Like... Yeah, a lot of beginning. Beginning of vengeance. Nothing seems to beginning ever Beginning of ended. the battle of peace. Future. Battle for paradise. The
2: adventure. All right. All right. Pencils down, everyone. Now, part B of, of this little game that I'm doing because I think it's going to be hilarious. I oh, don't know part B. Before I tell you which movie is which, what I want you guys to do is tell me, or write down on your sheets and put your name at the top or something. Tell me, not even knowing which movie this is for, what's your favorite tagline, and what's your least favorite tagline for just what what could be any movie? Because you don't know what they are yet. Because I know what my least favorite is of these. Yeah, of the of any of the taglines on this list
0: like write down our favorites? Yeah, write
2: down which one your favorite is, write down or or, or we can discuss too. But I, I want you to pick them on your own. Which one is my favorite? I didn't actually didn't pick my favorite. Shit. Not any of the beginnings. There's too many too beginnings. Many, far Too many. Who wants to tell us the do You want do you guys want to hear the answers first or do you want to talk about your least and best first? Let's let's, let's
3: your choice. Least
1: and best first, I think because.
2: Really? Yeah,
1: because we don't technically know.
2: Oh, yeah. That's okay. true. That's true.
1: I mean, I know which one one of mine is, but the other exactly one I two genuinely of them. don't know. <laughs> well, you started it, so... Yeah,
2: let me start it off. Because I know, I know my least favorite because it's just such an awful tagline. Because it's just so vague and, and absurd. And that's the, the greatest enterprise of all is adventure. It's just such a bad tagline. Because it's just... So stroking itself off.
1: Yeah, it's fucking terrible, and also my least favorite. All yours too. It's it's trash, and uh, <laughs> which is why, as I, I I will have cut this, but while I was picking them, I said, I don't know if this actually goes with this movie, but it's certainly the tagline it deserves.
2: <laughs> uh, and I think my favorite, just because it's all it's most the the most it it conveys something is no ship, no crew, the frontier pushes back because you kind of get what the movie might be about. Mm. Mm. So those are my... that's that Just based on the lines on the page, I don't even remember which one L is. And those are my, my tops and bottoms. Of
1: the L, formats. I'm pretty sure I got right. Mm,
2: sure. Who wants to go next? Chris has already told us his least, so what's your favorite? Uh,
1: so I should say, uh, right, I hate all of them. Uh, <laughs> Taglines are inherently... One of the dumbest things Hollywood ever thought of.
2: Oh, Star Trek specifically is so bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think of all of them, like the one that makes me die inside the least is uh, B.
2: B. At the end of the universe
3: lies the beginning of vengeance. Yeah, really? Whoa, Oof. that was my favorite too. Because, but I'm sure I'm being persuaded by the fact I just that think I that it's a so good movie. Maybe it's because Yeah, I know what the it's movie is so. I
1: know to. it's on the nose, but then again, like. To an extent, so is L, because I think they also actually say part of the tagline in the movie.
2: Oh no, do they? Oh shit.
1: Is something I really can't cotton.
3: I don't remember the movie. Can't sorry. cotton?
1: I don't think I'm using that verb right. Are you... <laughs> tolerate. Let's go with tolerate.
3: Spending too much time with Old the Man thi- River in the first episode of Voyager, I think buddy. So.
1: Like I think if not for the fact that I remember they say it in the movie, Ames, I would have been with you. Oh, Rex. But because I know they say it in the movie, I'm like, fuck
0: that. Mm.
1: So uh Jakob. Uh
0: so for me, for my It's uh, pronounced Hwakum. That's true. Quinoa. Uh for my least favorite. Jollum. I said uh number K. A
2: catastrophe in the future can only be averted
0: by a journey into Earth's past. The plot
1: summary. There's
2: there's an alternate tagline for this movie that's even fucking longer and
3: more destructive. And it's... (laughs) (laughs) Really, it it should just be...
2: Star
0: Trek. The one with the whales. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a great tagline. Yeah, seriously. That Uh, is its tagline. Or just double dumbass on you. Yes! (laughs) Um, that should be the tagline for Lower Decks. Yeah, because although it's one of my favorite movies, love it. it is my least favorite tagline. Oh, category. that's fucking abysmal. And, yeah. Uh, so for my favorite, I'm gonna go with H. The human adventure is just beginning. Yeah, that's not bad. I, I just think it's very Star Trekky. I feel it's a very Star Trekky title. I think if not
1: for the fact that I was looking at it in a list and saw how many times these motherfuckers use the word begin, mm. <laughs> I would have liked it more. And I think, of course, but that's the is, original that's one. That's the one that began it. Right, so, so I mean, I get it. it, but it's like, ah.
3: Uh. Oh, good, that means I got that one right, too. Uh, my favorite was At the End of the Universe Lies the Beginning of Vengeance. And my least favorite was A Catastrophe in the Future Can Only Be Averted by a Journey into Earth's Past. Yeah. Because, mm. like you said, K is like a full-ass synopsis, and that's not what a tagline's supposed to be. It's supposed to be something <laughs> short and sweet. Though I guess, though at the same time, at the End of the Universe Lies the Beginning of Vengeance is kind of long and wordy.
0: But it's also not a summary of the film. No.
3: <laughs> at I, the End of the Universe Lies the uh, Beginning of Vengeance, which is a dish best served goal. Really? What is at it? At the
0: End of the Universe lies Khan.
3: <laughs> 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 at, at the End of the Universe, where no one can hear you scream, lies the Beginning of Vengeance, which is a dish best served <clears throat> or something. Whatever. Sorry. I don't know. There was a guy from Spacey and we're coming back to him. Well, honestly, the know. title
0: of that film is a summary of the film.
3: So, true.
2: true.
1: <laughs> I feel like it's just like it's also just wrong. It's on a fucking shitty backwater lies the beginning of vengeance.
3: <laughs> this so. is Sunny Alpha Five. Alright, so you guys want I'm sure yes. you guys
2: wanna hear how, how right you are you grade
3: grade yourselves, I don't care if you lie.
2: You <coughs> so go. fucking
3: better not lie. Everybody better tell the goddamn truth. Alright. I All right. care, okay? Starting with A resistance is futile.
1: It's got to be first contact.
3: That's, an uh, insurrection. Nope.
2: <laughs> first contact. <Dumb>. Yeah,
3: <laughs> got it right. It was a yeah. joke. I knew that one. I'm I'm a pretty.
2: Winner. It seems like you all know B at the end of the universe lies the beginning of the, of vengeance is the wrath of Khan. Nice. Got it. The battle for peace has begun. Is the undiscovered country. Yes. yes. Yeah. Got it. D, two captains, one destiny. Two girls, one cup. Our good friend Kirk in generations. Got that one. Yep. I also liked, in, in whatever episode we just watched, there was a lot of almost getting crushed by a bridge. Yeah, mm, uh, true. Like Kirk. Uh, e, the greatest enterprise of all is adventure. Ugh. Ugh, oh, the
3: final frontier. Yes! Nice. Of course it is.
1: <laughs> yes, that is a tagline that fucking movie deserves. he
3: probably wrote it. She, probably. Shatner probably <laughs> fucking wrote it. He's like, you know what I was thinking? This sounds pretty clever. The greatest enterprise of all.
1: There was a writer's strike on.
3: Is
2: adventure. F, the future begins is Star Trek 2009.
3: Yeah! yeah. Caitlin is rocking this shit. Sorry. G,
2: mm. the battle for paradise has begun is insurrection. Yep. Got it. You guys are you're excellent at this. H, the human adventure is just beginning is the motion picture. Mm hmm. I, a generation's final journey begins is nemesis. Yep. Yeah. Jay, beyond the darkness lies greatness,
3: is into darkness. Duh.
0: We have to go into the darkness to get to the greatness,
3: clearly. Well, to, to, you, can't get, you can't go backwards to go forwards, you have to go through the darkness. I mean, really, that tagline is just referring
0: to, to Star Trek Beyond. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sorry, the next movie will be better.
3: That's a good call. That's actually really good. And I honestly did like the film Beyond, so... Okay, a catastrophe in the future
2: can only be the voyage home.
3: Yeah. <laughs> this <is your> spot.
2: <laughs> uh no ship, no crew, the frontier pushes back. No motor beyond. car. Not a the single, single luxury. luxury.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, uh what Idris Elba actually says, oh. the frontier pushes back at some point.
2: Oh, it's it's a hell. it's a, it's a good phrase. Oh my god. That Sorry. son
3: of a bitch. There's something to add after we're done with this. Portion, I yeah,
2: and finally, good. that means that a dying planet, a fight for life, is the search for Spock.
3: Yeah, yay! I got, I got a hundred percent.
2: I'm giving yeah.
0: myself a check plus. Me too. Plus, check double plus.
1: I yeah. There were enough that I knew for certain that the ones I was vague on
2: just kind of fell into place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the again, five. Enterprise of all is venture is. Just so stupid. Sad.
0: Five just deserved that tagline. The greatest enterprise of all of all, is me.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Anybody else notice that that little sting at the beginning of the Voyager theme sounds like Flintstones meet the Flintstones? I'll have to listen to oh, it again. Oh, I'll, Every I'll it fucking time. Every time.
2: Yeah, so these are little, are little gimmicks and games and, and and stuff that I'm going to be doing at the end of episodes as a way to help me get through the goddamn you know, outro like of the
0: episode. Hundreds of episodes, you are have to come up with a lot of games. I
3: have a lot. If anyone has suggestions, let me know. She, by the, the st- end of it, she's just like, "Guess what fucking number I'm thinking of." Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> real- <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> If you, were, if you were if you were beta you could figure it out. The number she's thinking of is sixty. That's the number of years she would get in prison for fucking murdering us all and being free from this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I
1: feel like she could totally present the raw recordings as defense. It's I like, don't you know have what
3: the she... raw recordings. Yeah, you have the raw recordings.
2: It. Yeah, but the, the, the
1: police could find it, and you know, there's a hard drive in my room.
2: Oh, the, the they deserved it, and this and here's why. Yeah, <laughs> just
1: play the raws. Uh, And they'd be like, you know, they'd, like, get... No court would ever convict you. (laughs) They'd get 20 minutes into, like, the first episode and be like, let her go. She lived with one of them? Holy shit, let her go (laughs) and give her some money. Anyway.
2: Well, we're gonna keep having fun with Voyager for the next several years or something. Two-ish. They're gonna... gonna It'll it'll take that long to get us out of the Delta Quadrant. Because we're gonna speed it up. like, Like you do. Uh, Next week, we are covering more Voyager episodes. Woo! Who woulda thunk? We're going to be covering uh, an episode called Parallax, and an episode called Time and Again. Very exciting stuff. In the meantime, you can also be listening to anything that we've also released before. We've released all the TOS, the TNG, the Deep Space Nine. We had a whole bunch of other games and stuff we played doing... Firefly. We just covered a bunch of Star Wars. We've got lots of material out there. Check it out on SoundCloud. That is soundcloud.com slash a star to steer her by. You can also find us on Apple, Google, Stitcher, another one. TikTok. Twitch? Is that a thing? Oh, I
1: finally set up our uh, MySpace page. I don't know how MySpace works, though, so...
2: Wait,
3: Wait, MySpace? Literally? I've been
1: threatening to make a MySpace page for years. The day Facebook and all its associated acts went down, I started our MySpace page. Are you kidding me? Nope.
2: That's hilarious. We have to check this out.
1: (laughs) There's like three posts. It's me basically going, am I doing this
2: right? Yay! (laughs) I meant to tell you.
3: No, oh, that's Insta, excellent. The good news Insta? is Jake actually knows what... No, we don't have Insta. We don't take pictures. We're a podcast. We could take pictures of the sounds. Twitter, Twitter and Tumblr. We could just put up pictures of the cats constantly. Put up a
2: screenshot of that
0: of Audacity. Yeah, yeah. whenever Chris
2: clips, take a picture.
0: Guess what episode this is.
2: What, what is it? Really podcast? And then match it up, and I'll tell you which ones are right. Uh, speaking of, of matching up things up uh, when, they're, when they're right, uh, this... Wow, that was a fucking sentence that came out of my mouth. Uh this game that we played tonight is up on the our Tumblr. Our Tumblr is Tumblr slash SSHB podcast. Uh we occasion... <laughs> Pro- probably not. <laughs> is it actually? It might yes, be. Yes it is. Oh okay, never mind. Yes, definitely. Um you can also get there from A Starter Steer Her by No Christ. What is it? SSHB, SSHBpodcast.com? SSHB Yep, that's right. Yep, we, we barely use our Twitter, but it exists. Because Twitter is the fucking worst.
1: Oh, it's a pit.
2: Is it worse than Facebook? Because that's where we're actually pretty active. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, search for a star to steer her by. Uh, that's what I've got this week. Get your banjos out. Because this has been Ames. This has been Caitlin.
1: This has been Jake. And this is always Chris.
2: Oh, no. I didn't come up with a tagline. Wait. Um, there's some here. The greatest enterprise of all is adventure. It, it, it uh. It was an intrepid romp.
3: Was it? Crickets. Crickets. Cut the episode. (laughs)